Have you lost weight only to gain it right back after returning to your routine? Did your diet work for someone else but not you? Rockin' That ID Life helps you understand your genetic makeup to find a lifestyle that fits your needs. Together, you and RockinThatIDLife.com can focus on your health and meet your goals today. That's RockinThatIDLife.com. Center Ice Brewery is a proud sponsor of Let's Go Blues Radio. Visit centericebury.com today to schedule a no-contact curbside pickup or make a reservation in their awesome tap room. That's Centerized Brewery located in Midtown St. Louis. Let's go blues. This is Eddie Garcia from the Fox Sports Radio Network and co-host of the Puck Podcast, and you're listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. He's not going to play for us. There's just something about that last name is not going to make the NHL. It seems like a name that is not conducive to play in the NHL. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, the most, the most shallow analysis ever. Talking about Tarasenko real quick. There's been talk about a giant chip on his shoulder. Yeah, I think that chip has gotten bigger now. Can his shoulder handle it, though? If that's really the question. To finally see that happen was, uh, I mean, that was one of the fantastic moments of, of my life when, when that final buzzer went in Boston and when I get to get down to the ice and I was able to place the Stanley Cup uh, when I was standing on the ice. That was a, a very, very special moment. You know, he would say to me after we'd have a, a beer, he'd say, well, Joe, he said, you really embarrassed yourself tonight. <laughs> that was Dan, and I said, uh, okay. We'll see what uh, what memories uh, Phil Grubauer has from round four. <laughs> Man, I want to punch that guy in the face. Hey, Blues fans, I like to consider myself a friend of the show. This is TSN analyst and former Blues netminder Jamie McLennan, and here's Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio. Welcome to Season 10, Episode 12 of Let's Go Blues Radio, where the often imitated, never duplicated, Mariah Carey appreciated, 10-time defending podcast champion, the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Special thanks to rockinthatidealife.com and centerizedbrewery.com for proudly sponsoring the show. Please check them out. It's Wednesday, December 1st, and we are in the... Home stretch of uh, 2021 and broadcasting live on YouTube and Facebook. This is franchise episode number 330 all time. To interact with the show, we're on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Just do a search for us and you will find us. I'm Kurt Price. My co-hosts for the big show are Jeff Ponder and Bill Day. And tonight we're talking St. Louis Blues hockey. I can tell Jeff, uh, right off the bat, is uh, very proud of his attire. <laughs> yes. Yes, I am. I, uh... This was the hat that I broke out last year that I found in my mom's basement, and you guys were like, I've never seen that before. So I'm pretty sure this uh, this was like a one-year right. availability back in the early 2000s. I've never seen that before. Yes, you have. <laughs> <laughs> you lie. For those that are on the podcast, lie. it is a blues Santa hat, but it's not the one that you see everybody wear. It's uh, <clears throat> completely different. It's much warmer, which I like. Man, this time of year, with, uh, with how the weather's been, it is not comfortable to wear. I have a very warm and nice 2006 St. Louis Cardinals World Series champion Santa hats. Um, it's very fluffy, very oh, warm, very too. nice. Looks expensive. You know, it's a nice one, not a cheap one. Um, yeah. But uh, and I and I every year I'm like I'm getting a blues one. I never do. And I think uh, this year should be the year. I need to go after the show. I might go on and get one somewhere and, and have one. I've always wanted one. Well, we'll sit and wait. Go ahead and do whatever you want. Bill and I will for the show. Yeah. Bill, let's talk about a beer or something. <laughs> oh, Black Friday. 
Yeah. Yeah, it could be. How much did you spend, Jeffrey? Oh, Jesus. Black Friday's, uh, Black, Black, Black Friday's Cyber Monday. So, okay. I'll tell the quick backstory here. Uh, so, yeah, I probably spent the most on Black Friday. We'll see. Maybe the curtain... Oh, Bell I don't like about that. Well, I, I I know what you bought. I don't know how much it was, but uh, I may I may rival you. Now we're counting Black Friday and Cyber Monday, the whole weekend I got, I got, Monday thing. I get good deal. I get good deal. You get good deal. Um, I get good deal. But you, 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 you I, love you uh, long time. Me love you long time. You get good deal. <laughs> uh, no, so we. Uh, you sound like a guy I, selling I, silver on the beach in Mexico. Yeah, well, good price. Give me a good price. Um, no, I, uh, so I actually ended up, uh, telling my wife years ago, one day, that is my life goal, is I'm going to own a hot tub, which is, you know, kind of a joke, but kind of serious. Like, yeah, one day, yeah, I'm definitely going to own one. Uh, well, it was just on Thanksgiving, we were sitting at her parents' house, and she goes, Jeff, we've got, there's a hot tub on sale on, at Walmart, it's online only, and it's only 300 bucks. It's one of those blow-up ones, but, like... She read the reviews and like people that have like own like actual hot tubs are like this is better than my real hot tub. It's much easier to maintain and it's just it, it it's it's perfect. So I just was like, aha, funny. And she's like, no, seriously, we should do it. I told her no, and I said, All right, I'm gonna sleep on it. We we slept, we got up in the morning, and I still was like, No, I slept on it, absolutely not. Who says we no go to Walmart? Tub? I just don't want to spend the money, you know? Like <laughs> we don't need it. That's not necessary. Wow. So 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 we we go to Walmart and toothpaste there it isn't is. necessary or, either, but people buy it. Oh, you know? toothpaste is very necessary. Uh, yeah, you, you, you don't need it. You, can, you know how you, important teeth are to me. You can use the you can use the brush by itself. It works it's it will, you know. Will uh, <laughs> you just want you just want the cosmetic white teeth. I guess, want. yeah. So we so we see it in the corner of the store, and J- my wife just goes nuts. She goes, "Jeff, there it is!" And I just, I, you know, I'd start doing the him hawing around. I'm going, "All right, it's right here. Let's get it." There was only like five of them, and so I put it on the top of the cart, and I literally am rolling around the store. And like my favorite, I had a couple people ask me about it, but my favorite was one guy. He came up to me and he goes, he "Goes, hey man, where'd you get that?" I was like, oh, it's over here in the corner by uh, the, the outdoor area. And he's like, yeah, how much? And I was like, it's it's on sale for 300 He goes, 300 And then he just took off and ran. And I was like, I guess he's getting one too. <laughs> Very nice. You should get a commission for that. Yeah, right. Yeah, come on, Walmart. Where's my money? <laughs> so, yeah, we went crazy. I haven't set it up yet, but our next show will be live from Jeff's Hot Tub. Nice. Nice. Awesome. We were just kicking around ideas. What are we going to do for a Christmas show this year? Mm-hmm. Could be three guys at a hot tub. That could be our after hour show. A hot tub time machine, three men and a baby mashup uh, thing. There you go. Yeah. That's, that's how it's done. <laughs> nice. Two men and a guy mm-hmm. in a hot tub. We could do that. Uh, two men and a guy. <laughs> I like that. Two men and a guy in a hot tub. I like that. Yeah. Uh, so what about you guys? What was your big purchases for if you made any this past week? Well, Bill and I went to uh, on Black Friday. I, I I didn't buy a damn thing on Black Friday except for uh, beer um, and food. Yeah. I, I went to uh, Global Brew um, in Edwardsville and for Bourbon County Release Day and hung out there for what ended up being six and a half hours. Um, yeah. What time uh, did you six sleep? hours. 
Um, I guess seven, eight thirty. Yeah, eight maybe. Maybe it's eight something. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, hmm. we were there about six, six and a half hours. Um, it was uh, it was fun. Uh, met some uh, uh, friend of ours, Chris, and his wife were there. We hadn't seen them in a while, so that was awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Great to see them. Amy and Julie, they go. Uh, Amy and Julie were there. Uh, Amy was there. Julie was not there. Jeff and yeah. Sarah were there. Yeah, um, nice. yeah. Um, it was it was it was it was fun just to hanging out and uh, I got there. I hadn't had anything to eat. Um, all you know, in the breakfast in the morning, I hadn't had any breakfast, and so I get there, and it's Bourbon County is like fourteen plus percent ABV, and I, I and I got a flight, and I got this flight before I got my food. I'm, I really gotta so I'm start drinking. I gotta get some food. They have tacos. Uh, I don't know if you ever had chicken, the chicken tacos there, the double decker chicken tacos at, at Global Brew. Really, I, I never had them before. Chris got them. They look good. I got them. Holy cow. They are really good. And I think uh, if I get food at Global Brew from now on, it ain't going to be the tots. It's going to be those things. Those are really good. 12 bucks yeah, for three of them, but still. Yeah, I uh, I same situation. I I got there and really needed some food. Um, I they have um, some different grilled cheese sandwiches. I got yes. the Liverpool, of course. Yep, yep. <laughs> Being a big Liverpool fan. Um, yeah, and it's really good. I've actually I'm working on making a clone of it myself now. So oh. it's it's basically just it's roast beef and caramelized onions and cheddar, and yeah, it's really really good. You know the the flight the flight ran forty five dollars uh, yeah. for the Bourbon County, so that um, food you know it's just just me it was like seventy some odd seventy five bucks for the for, I had a couple yep. beers after the flight too, so it was like seventy five bucks for the for and then yeah. you know and then Cyber Monday I went. Did crazy. you buy any Bourbon County for like any bottles? No, not yet because I can I can get the regular Bourbon County. Pretty much anytime, anytime. right? Schnooks, you know, right? Um, and actually, like $10. you can still, right? You can still get the variants of Schnooks. Okay, to, at least you can get the cola and you can get the cherry wood. What, um, what those are both in stock. What are they? Do you know the price? Yeah, I think on I those? got the run? cherry wood last year. About, Schnooks, about twenty-five. Oh, okay. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Um, I, I'm liking that much. They were they were good. I liked them, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I I think what was your favorite? Of the cherry wood, uh, you got cherry wood cola, uh, 2018, 2021. What was the other one? The um, the prop 14. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. The it's, it's they're they're shot at recreating the proprietor's yeah. uh, variant from 2014. Um, we we got the same that, one, same flight except for I got 2020, and you got 18. I got 18. Yeah, yeah, which was a mistake. That was all syrup. Um. <laughs> The so mine, um, my two favorites were the um, Prop 14 and the cola. I like the cola after it got after it was a little warmer. bit warm, but yeah, very good. I, I appreciate the fact that you could actually taste the cola. I mean, it was just it was yep. it wasn't it wasn't like all cola, but it was just enough. It's, it was like oh yeah, yep. I could taste the cola because sometimes you get these beers that say. Oh yeah, vanilla, cocoa, and cinnamon, and then you you drink it, and you're like, no, oh, I taste this coffee. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like there's not enough yep. of what they're advertising. Um, it's always overpowered by something else. But this was good. That was good. I was like, that was just the right amount. Um, and I agree. I like the Prop 14 too. It was really good. Uh, my favorite was probably probably the cola, just because it was a little different. I don't know. Yeah. 
Yep, and there there are plenty of bottles out there. So um, if you haven't gotten gotten any, uh, get out there and get them. Um, although I know um, even up until last, right before Thanksgiving, um, Total Wine still had the uh, Tennessee Fog um, tea oh, variant last year? from last year. <clears throat> I think I have so, one of those here. Actually, hold on. Yeah. I think I might uh, talk amongst yourselves. Uh, Mary Ponder got, in the we, chat. Hi, guys. Hello. Hi, Mark. Mrs. Ponder. I forgot um, to pull up the YouTubes tonight. That's all right. More, I'm on top of it. Don't you worry. Uh, more that girl says, uh, you lost me at Mariah Carey, which that's when <laughs> Kurt lost me too. So you're not alone. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's, and it's Amy. And uh, she is a, not a Mariah Carey fan. Um, unfortunately, uh, Darren, she's Christmas. Come on. Yeah, she is Christmas. <laughs> she is. Um, uh, what's the, she just released another album, I think, last year that was all Christmas songs. Here you go, Bill. So. Can I, you see that? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's all washed out. Yeah, it's all washed out. Yeah. <clears throat> it's the, this the, is the Kentucky fog. Yeah. Kentucky fog. Nice. I always yeah. get the state mixed up. You know. <laughs> we say Tennessee fog. Yeah. Oh, politically the same, but it's Tennessee yeah. fog sounds way cooler than Kentucky. Yeah. So I'm with you, Bill. It does. It does. Yeah. It's it is a very distinct Earl Grey tea taste, and I'm not a big fan of Earl Grey tea. Guys, we have Crappy Goalie in the building. He says, what's up, boys? What's up? Hey, and Darren Grice in the uh, in the YouTube chat says, bells two-hearted equals flex, flex. Let's see. I'm trying to read the emojis here. Championship, championship, gold medal, gold star. Yeah. Okay. I think it, I, it, I, it, I it. It's, it's tough to go wrong with bells two-hearted. Hmm. So, yeah. But uh, yeah, so back to back to the uh, topic at hand as we took a, a hard beer turn there. Um, right. So so Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Um, what uh, what was your did do you have a, a big dent that you well you made? <clears throat> I had a few of them. Uh, I didn't. Uh, Black Friday was nothing except going out with you guys. The, but uh, Monday. Uh, Cyber Monday, I bought, well, I've been, for the past couple of years, I've been wanting to rewire the house for Ethernet. It's been all wireless. There's no Ethernet jacks in the house, so I'm going to rewire the whole house. I bought everything for that. Um, and I also bought a, a, a mesh router system for the house So um, and some other things. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so I spent, uh, you could, I, could, I probably could have bought a little over, Two of Jeff's uh, uh, hot tubs. Oh, I bought. We bought way more than that on Black well, there, Friday. Well, there, well, there you go. See, then you then you may win. But I, I probably spent We're oh, well God. over a grand. Oh, spent yeah, on Black Friday, Cyber I, Monday. I wasn't that. I was, I was a few hundred, at least a few hundred shy of that. If anybody would like to uh, to fund me for the next <laughs> couple of weeks to like paid, uh, I will give you a free dip in the hot tub. Yeah. Look yeah. at you, crappy goalie. <laughs> you know where I live. I have, uh, I do have one, uh, one gift that at this point, um, has probably, uh, eclipsed what you guys have together. What'd you get me, Bill? Uh, it cannot be said because the recipient is very close. (laughs) Oh, I like this. Hmm. We can speculate. 
off the air. Yes, Go off on. the air. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I meant dill don't. Dill don't. Dill don't. Right. Mm. Um. So the official beers we talked about already, but uh, of this episode number three hundred and thirty. Uh, you can follow each of us on the Untapped app. My handle is CPrice12, which I have not added that in a while. I know you guys are good about that. I'm I haven't not. either. I'm not. I haven't I... either. It's probably this whole season. Okay. Um, but anyway, if you want to follow uh, the uh, prognosticators of uh, <laughs> of like beer, uh, my handle is at CPrice12. Jeff says JPonder94. Bills is Billy Blue Note 33. Uh, and you know what? I'm gonna. We've won two in a row. So I think Jeff, you're hanging on. We'll we'll, we'll stick with it. Okay? I think so. Yeah, I was I was going to suggest it. I'm glad you agree. <laughs> so uh, we always make fun of uh, Kurt for his love and affinity for uh, Bud Light Orange. <laughs> well, my Jealous. love hidden is, jealousy is similar. Yeah, similar. I love some Bud Light. Wine. That is no better. That is not a single drop better. I know it's not. I just like to give you trouble. Okay. Uh, right. No, I I just I love the 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 summery taste, and usually after September, I don't drink it. But we've had a a pretty nice day today. Got another nice day coming tomorrow. So I thought I'm going to break out the BLL. You know, I, I I've I've had uh, the lime, and I just I'm not a fan of the lime. I've tried I it a couple like times. Lime. And I don't like the other lime drinks either, but for some reason, the BLL, I'm all about it. You ever have the lime nacho chips? The salted mm-hmm. lime? Oh, those are delicious. Yeah. I actually, I'm at those. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nacho, the plain nacho chips with salted mm-hmm. lime? Oh, those are good. I want some yeah. right now. No, that, uh, the last time I had Bud Light Lime, I had several of them while okay. sitting poolside uh, eating guacamole and the... Um, yeah, the uh, lime chips. tortilla chips. Probably one yeah. of the worst things awesome. to eat on the air would be tortilla chips. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's not much more of a louder snack. I got some upstairs if you uh, want me to break into them. Yeah. Well, do you have any of those Lay's or what were they? Uh, I think it was Lay's right there in there. Those, those noisy-ass bags a while back. Like oh, environmental yeah. friendly, yeah. but they were like really loud. And they came out when uh, when I think, it was, I think it was my son was a newborn. And we had a bag in the house, and I was down in the kitchen. My son was sleeping upstairs, and I tried to open this bag of chips, and <laughs> I'm like, I can't because it's, it's it's that loud. I'm worried about waking him up. He's upstairs. Yep. Uh, Bill, what you uh, got? Bill, <clears throat> I tonight have Oakspire. Ooh, that's a new Slow one. Slow turn. Um, Is it's, that by uh, it's... Uh, 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 the Fat Tower people? Four roses. Yes, New okay. Belgium. New Belgium, yeah. It is. I, I noticed so, the ring on um, the neck of the bottle. Yeah, this uh, – so every year they put out something under the Oakspire label. Um, it's collaboration um, with uh, usually a, a whiskey. This year it's Four Roses. Four Roses is my go-to. Four Roses um, uh, single barrel select and small batch select are my go-to uh, sipping whiskeys. Um, so I was really excited about this and, and I guess the best way I can sum it up is I, I was also very excited about my, uh, time off that I had scheduled this week, had everything I wanted, time off, golf, mix these things in together and it should be really good. And, uh, it, it's okay. It's okay. It's disappointing <laughs> at the end. Kind of like a vacation. That's what my wife usually says. 
<laughs> Disappointed. Oh, it's to be a lot no, better. No, it's supposed to be a lot better, mm. and it's, it just wasn't. I kept waiting for it, and it just didn't happen. Yep. Oh, nice try, Jeffy. That's <laughs> a good try. Good effort. A for effort. You know, pat on the now head. Now take that stupid hat off. <laughs> now take that ridiculous <laughs> thing off. Um, <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, UHF fans, Weird Al, where, where are you? Um, so uh, mine is the – they brought this back, the uh, Shock Top Twisted Pretzel. I had that on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, really good. I, I mean, I, I, I liked the, they had this a while back, and they had uh, Shock Top uh, Chocolate Wheat uh, three or four years ago, and they stopped making that. But I'm glad they brought the, the pretzel back. It's quite good. Awesome. Tastes good. I like it. Um, it's not, you know, it's just Shock Top, whatever, but it's it's still good. I like it. It's my last yeah, one. My brother brought that over for Thanksgiving, so we uh, we enjoyed a couple of that on Thanksgiving. It was nice. It's a very unique taste. I mean, is it the pretzel taste, but it's just, it, you know, I've had pretzel beers before. O'Fallon makes a really good one. Um, I like this one better than the O'Fallon, and I, like, and I like the O'Fallon a lot. So I, I think I like pretzel wheat beers, So or pretzel beers. How about that? Two Budweiser products on the show tonight. Mm-hmm. We like that's, local. That's not that's not common. No. Uh, today in blues history, courtesy of the at STL Blues History Twitter account, December first, two thousand twenty-one. There's there's got to be some it's kind palindrome. of a, I was going to say palindrome. It, it's, it's one two two. It is a palindrome, isn't it? Twelve one twenty-one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it's it's the same forwards and backwards. Very nice. Mm-hmm. And speaking of Weird Al, he has a song. It's completely palindromes, named yep. Bob, and Love sung in the song. style of Bob Dylan. Uh, but yep. every single phrase in that in that song is a palindrome, and it's right. genius. It's really it's it's fantastic. It's, that is on the Running with Scissors album. Mm-hmm. It's a really good around. song. Er, no, is it not? It's, Pood- it's Poodle Hat. Was it Poodle Hat? Pretty. Are you sure? Oh God, no, I'm not sure. I thought we'll I was look sure. Up, look it up, Jeff. I'll look it up. You might be right, Bill. I'm kind of on the fence on it. I'm not sure. You, yeah, uh, I would I'm gonna trust say, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Poodle Hat. I'm saying Poodle Hat. I, so, you brought up Weird Al. <laughs> I, so, another thing Poodle I Poodle Hat is um, correct. There you go. Poodle Hat. Way to go, Kurt. So, <laughs> on the t- subject of Weird Al, one of the other things I did, um, I did go to uh, Trusty Chords in uh, Edwardsville for Black Friday uh, Record Store Day release. And there was a, a Weird Al offering this time. Um, UHF? It's no, huh. no. It, it's it's a uh, beat on the brat, um, a parody of beat on the brat from the it's Ramones. A yeah, it's it was a yeah. Uh, ah. It's well, it's a it's a twelve inch record. I think there are multiple um, multiple versions of the song, but have not, uh, have not popped it open, but saw it, picked it up. Huh. I have, uh, his, uh, UHF LP somewhere. And I yeah. have, uh, yeah. uh, one of his other 45s. I can't remember which one it was. Yeah. But I have, um, dare to be stupid and 3d, um, in my, uh, in my vinyl collection. So very nice. Oh, from, from my youth, mine is in 3D too. My 40, my, my my LP. That's I have the same one. Okay, nice. Uh, December first, two thousand twenty-one. The palindrome date. Uh, December first, nineteen sixty-four. 
It was the grand opening of the all-new Winterland, which was St. Louis's only indoor ice rink, ice skating rink at the time. This was the original practice home of the St. Louis Blues, and they he included a nice little uh, flyer there of uh, of the grand opening for the grand opening of the of the Winterland. Um, and I there are pictures online you can find of this. Um, it no longer stands today. Obviously, it was a long time ago, but um, yeah, pretty cool. Yep, this was uh, man, that yeah, St. Charles Rock Road, so out in Bridgeton area. Weird, that was our only uh, indoor ice skating rink. Yeah, and that was, <clears throat> and it wasn't like 1867. You know, that was this, <laughs> this is 1964, so it's uh, it wasn't that long ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it was. It's what almost almost 60 years ago. Um, yeah, I love the little detail. Skates for sale in our beautiful skate shop or sports <laughs> shop. <laughs> you may rent skates if you wish. And so they had no hot- pressure to buy, but we sell these things. <laughs> Must have been, been a Canadian that was running the shop because that's very kind of the way they worded that. Hmm, in our very polite. Mm-hmm. Very polite. <laughs> you may rent skates if you wish. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's a nice way of saying if you have them, bring them. If you have some, bring them. Right. So. Or go buy them. In our- Although, how many people at the time in St. Louis Beautiful had skates? Shop, <laughs> had right. skates when there were no other indoor rinks. Well, there's there was outdoor. There was some outdoor rinks. Right. Okay. There were plenty of out. Shaw Park. Steinberg. Yeah. Okay. Park was around. Steinberg was around. I think there was a couple. Probably. West St. Louis as well. All right. When did Probably. Webster and Kirkwood open? That is a great question. December 1st, 1973. Bobby Plager recorded the only multi-goal game of his career as he scored two goals. Uh, two goals in a minute and 11 seconds. And Steve Durbano, suspended by the St. Louis Blues for two weeks, after he skated off the ice during a game versus the New York Rangers, and there's a news, there's a news clipping in here attached uh, to this. Um, just I had never heard this Steve Durbano story before, and there's a number of Durbano stories out there. Never heard this one. Have you guys heard this before? Um, no. When he just left the ice. Uh, he just he was not happy about getting having a couple shifts off, which is interesting because you know fourth liners nowadays. They might, they'll miss a few shifts a lot. They, they, or the, they might miss an entire third period. Yeah. Right. right. Logan Brown had how many shifts last night? Was it like six total? It was, it was a pretty low number. So, and he, so he was, I mean, he missed a couple shifts. Um, I think he took a penalty early in the game. So they, they kind of gave him a couple shifts off and he just, he was told to go out there, went on the ice and for a face off and, Skated right to the corner to the Zamboni door and told the uh, usher to open it, and he left. <laughs> uh, went back to the locker room, showered, and was gone before the team uh, finished the period. And uh, he was suspended for a little bit, for like a week. And um, they, the team voted to give him a second chance, and he apologized. <laughs> so, Which doesn't Crazy. sound very Steve Durbin-like to apologize. Yeah, so, I'm sure it was very forced. Quite the quite the character Durbin was in Mm-hmm. Yeah, and a goon's goon, I guess you'd say. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the? I mean, he he was he wasn't he found? Didn't he go into the crowd once or do something like that? 
Um, I'm sure he did. There's plenty. You can look up Steve Durbano and find plenty of stories about that guy. He was yeah. a little bit of a nut job. He was a Rangers, and, was he? Rangers. Yeah, he he played multiple places. One of my one of my favorite um, episodes uh, when uh, Tyler and Tim uh, were still doing Beyond Checkerdome. Um, they had they had a really really good. I think it was an entire show that was dedicated to him. It was uh, <laughs> it was pretty funny. So then they, then they may um, have go, covered go to the, the archives and find that one. Yeah. What's up? They may have covered the story if you if they do an entire show. They may have. Yep. I mean it's out there. Yep. Oh, apparently. Uh, we'll get into the uh, Blues beating the Lightning last night, four to three. Or if you're listening to the show on Thursday, they beat them on Tuesday. So. And if you're yeah. listening to the show on Friday, they beat them three days ago. Right. So Tuesday happened on Tuesday, the uh, last day on November 30th. Uh, but uh, we'll get to that after uh, this word from ID Life. It's safe to say that the burn box from rockinthatidlife.com provides you with the sugar bustingest, muscle buildingest, mood enhancingest, focus inducingest, energy boostingest, experience. You not only get the excellent product, but you get recipes, menu options, a tracker, and program guide to assist you along your self betterment journey. Based on your goals, you can double up on Slim Plus or Energy, or you can get one of each. With flavors such as mixed berry, tropical fruit, and orange, the burn box lets you enjoy the weight loss or muscle gain journey along the way. Become a VIP with rockinthatidlife.com and place your burn box on subscription and you'll save 20%. And as always, text the roughest, toughest He-Man stuffest hombre has ever crossed the Rio Grande. And our friend Dustin at 636-393-8745 and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you to receive an additional 10% off your order. And all you skunks clear out of here. And go over to rockinthatidlife.com. There's something about that ad, Jeff, that, that makes you sound uh, like you're from the Wild West a little bit. Like you're you're playing into it. Um, and our that friend, was, Dustin. <laughs> that's kind of where I was going with it. It's, it's, I'm sounds glad like it a, came across. It sounds like uh, you're doing a, a leather boots commercial. <laughs> for Chuck's boots, or well, something. maybe we'll have Chuck's boots <laughs> sponsor. They'll hear that and be like, "Well, we got to hire this guy." Sure, I mean, he sounds the part. So, well done. Um, we got a we got a ton of great comments here from from our listeners. Uh, first of all, I mentioned to Jason that uh, he needs to fund me since I bought the hot tub, uh, and I said he could take a dip in it. He says, "I don't think I'll get in your hot tub without the proper vaccinations beforehand, Jeff." Uh, I'll, I offer those vaccinations at my house, so you can come over. I'll I'll stick you, um, and we'll take care of it before. So don't worry. Why do I get the feeling that that if if uh, Jeff were to have a uh, hot tub party at his house, um, and I were to get in the hot tub, uh, there'd be this like slimy film on the inside of this hot tub. Completely possible. <laughs> Yep. Uh, also, we'll have a uh, upside down pineapple sitting on the uh, front porch as well. <laughs> um, Brian Roberts, Bud Light Lime is the perfect one drink beer. One big drink is good, then the second is ten times worse. Pepsi <laughs> is the king of one drink drinks. Uh, so he's got some hard, some uh, some hard, some hot takes. Yeah. Hot takes. So, so he's kind of kind of anti Bud Light Lime and anti Pepsi. Yeah. So, uh, Darren Grice uh, says the beer responsible for starting my craft journey was perennial Abraxas, only available in the winter months. And Bill responded and says he one. has some in his beer cabinet right now. 
Yeah. That How's that? Last year's. Is it is that beer cooler set up, Bill? Uh, no. Oh no, that uh, my uh, my plans were hijacked uh, over the weekend by um, all the Christmas stuff coming out. Right. So mm. yeah, my uh, my man cave space is overrun with Christmas containers right now. It's driving me nuts. Do you see the uh, the Theo comment, Jeff? You remember that one? That's yeah, I was going to say, I actually think I'm going to give Theo uh, our uh, comment of the show just for being on top of it. Kirkwood opened in 1967. Uh, well, I was thinking yeah, yeah, before that one. Ginling? Yeah. Yeah, that one's good too, but I thought that was irrelevant, very yes. quick to respond with the question right. we had. But yeah, he also added, uh, uh, he's enjoying the some, some uh, I don't even know how to say that. Gwinling? Ginling, 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 Guinness, Guinness Yingling. with Yingling. I didn't know that was a thing. Hmm. Apparently, it is. I assume you could do Guinness and Budweiser. It's almost the same thing. It's got to be like a black and tan if you pour it right. Theo, okay. on top of it again, just adds to Webster Ice Arena opened in 1983. So man, he ah. is just laying out the knowledge for us. His- he, he he sounds like that guy I used to work with a long time ago when I was a waiter at the Oaks Lodge in Belleville. Uh, had a, I had a, I had a quest before the internet, um, and this was, I was in high school, and I uh, went to work and I was like, man, what who who sings that song? And they go, hey, and it's the it was, oh Gary Glitter. Glitter, Gary Glitter, and I was like, yep. how the hell did you know that? And he and he the next day at work he brought in. Uh, newspaper clipping that he had of like written up on Gary Glitter and the uh, Rock and Roll Anthem Part Two, and I'm like, what? The, oh, it was, how, how do you? What does your house look like? <laughs> I thought you to were gonna it. say. Uh, I thought you were gonna say it was Gary Glitter. Oh, uh, could have been. <laughs> uh, he he did look. He was in like he was in hiding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, definitely. working as a di- working as a dishwasher <laughs> at the Oaks Lodge. Did, in did he say he was? <laughs> right. Did he say that he was in a uh, tape trading society with Gary Glitter? Yeah, right. Oh, um, goodness. <laughs> oh, goodness. Right. Um, yeah, so, uh, again, just some great comments. Uh, Ken Morris in 1934, when the Ottawa Center was relocated to St. Louis as the Eagles, what arena did they play in? And some more knowledge. This comes from Bill Day, which sounds familiar. The St. Louis Arena was where they played, which is correct. Hmm. <laughs> I have a, I actually have a St. Louis Eagles hat that um, I picked up at um, the starter store in the mall when they were closing out. I saw a, um, there was another store that was closing out and they had a spirit of St. Louis Jersey, the old Mm. basketball team. And I so badly wanted to buy it, but it was a three XL and it was like 70 bucks. And I was like, if that were my size, I'd probably look at the price and say, it's worth it. You know who did the uh, play-by-play for the 3XL? You know who did the play-by-play for the Spirit of St. Louis's or the Spirits of St. Louis? Is it the Spirits of St. Louis or the Spirit of St. Louis's? (laughs) What's the the plural there? Spirit Spirit of St. Louis. It was for the Spirit of St. Louis. Okay, all right, right, right. It was Bill Day. Bob Costas. Yeah, Bob Costas. Mm -hmm. Little. Little factoid for you. Ken Morris 98% asks, how many, certain. 
How many rinks in St. Louis now? There certainly is a very good minor hockey program in St. Louis. Seems like every second NHL team has a player from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, rinks have really built up around here. So Thank you, Brad. Uh, it was heartbreaking. Yeah, uh, it was heartbreaking yeah, a couple of years ago. The Hardy's Iceplex in Chesterfield closed down. And it was that was, you know, for anyone who knows, that was one of the bigger rinks in St. Louis. A lot of players. I know Paul Stastny was with the team when it happened, and he said that's where he grew up playing, so it was very heartbreaking to see. Well, guess what? They went out and they opened uh they opened the Maryville Ice Center, which is beautiful, and I've skated on the Centene Plex out in um Maryland Heights, which again I've skated on, is beautiful. Um, and then of course they've got other rinks, the St. Peter's rinks, um, they've got the the Lindenwood Ice Arena out in Wentzville. Uh, Brentwood still kicking. Kirkwood, Webster Groves, Ice Zone, and Bridgeton, which I have a game at tomorrow night. Uh, there's rinks all over the place. So, yeah, it's it's, right. uh, it's really grown here. And with the exception of Webster and Kirkwood, none of those rinks existed. Even the Hardy's Recplex. Like, I played one game when I was playing for SAUE. We played Wash U at, uh, at the Hardy's uh, ice center, um, in Chesterfield and which it, it's now top golf. Um, so a decent trade and I'll take that trade and well, with other yep. arenas being built. I was going to say area. other arenas popped up, so I'm okay with it now, but yeah, at the time it was so and, heartbreaking. And on the, that's the Illinois, Falcons played. on the Illinois side, um, there was at one time there were five sheets of ice. There was a uh, Granite yeah. city, Alton, Granite City, Wachokia, Alt- and there were two in Fairview. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, the, the, the USA and, complex in Fairview. And I think Granite's still going, and um, East Alton's still going. Yep. Um, and now we've got uh, the um, USA would Rockplex. be. Yes. Right. It, it, and and USA would be if it weren't for mine subsidence. Right. The the <laughs> then and the rinks uh, the rink in Edwardsville will be finished fairly soon. So that'll be that'll be yeah, cool. Yeah. They're they're moving real quick on that. Yep. Um, I'm excited about that. Um, but yeah, um, you know, growing up, you know, we, the, the rinks I remember growing up, we had Cahokia, Granite City, uh, where the two rinks on the east side. And then you had Webster, Kirkwood, Afton, uh, the uh, South County uh, Rec Center at Susan Park, Creve Corps, um, the Valley Hockey Club played out of North County Rec Center. Um, off of uh, 367 and Halls Ferry, um, and that that was pretty much it. Um, Clayton for a while had a team that played at, at Shaw Park, um, one of the only other outdoor places. Um, but yeah, there just there weren't a ton of rinks, and most of those are now defunct. Uh, so the uh, Blues were coming off some up and down performances against uh, the Blue Jackets, Chicago, Detroit. And the Vegas Knights over the past week, uh, uh, and Tampa Bay was in town on Tuesday. The Blues have struggled mightily with consistency since their 5-0 start to the season. Uh, but they're still in second place in the division with an 11-7-3 record uh, coming into last night's game uh, with a 13-goal uh, differential. So uh, the Blues uh, actually beat the Lightning last night 4-3. Uh, it was Brian Elliott versus Jordan Bennington, former Blues goalie Brian Elliott. Former arguably... Best goalie in Blues history, Brian Elliott. If you want to have that discussion, um, possibly, maybe you can. They can make an argument. Outside um, of it's at Riendo. Outside of yeah, and uh, Jablonski. 
Uh, mm-hmm. Bozak was out due to COVID protocol. No Perron, who was out with an upper body, who, who had suffered a concussion. Um, do you guys want to talk uh, about that hit? The, Yeah, real quick. The Perron hit uh, from McCabe on the uh, Blackhawks on Friday. Yeah. Suspension or no? No. I don't think so. Bill? Um, McCabe hit? Uh, uh, honestly, I have not seen it. Um, that was the one drawback from being at Global Brew. Um, they have yet to adopt a digital strategy that includes ESPN Plus. Ah, that's a, that's a shame for a lot of bars. That's unfortunately the yeah. case. But I, uh, you know, I uh, I did not think this was a bad hit at all. That was just a wrong place at wrong time moment. Um, people on social media were calling for suspensions, and, yeah. and I know Shen went over and fought McCabe, which. Fine. I don't like. I don't. I don't like that personally. It's I do. a clean hit. I do. I think you don't need to fight someone over a clean hit. I just. I, I, it was I, dirty. I. It was a hard hit. Uh, it was. It wasn't dirty at all. I agree. But I think. I think. Um. I have no problem with a team. You know, sending a message saying, "Hey, if you're going to dish out hard hits, uh, clean or not, you know, you may have to pay for it." So, you know, that's the that's the trade off. And you know what? I love fighting, so I'm not going to really argue my point too much. But, uh, you know, I just think – I thought it was just a coincidental play, unfortunately. Yes, he got him in the head, but it wasn't – he wasn't targeting him by any means. Well, so I was pretty happy with the NHL not doing any supplemental discipline in the cave. Yeah, I had no I had no problem with that. It was just – sometimes – I said this before on the show, you know, sometimes guys get hurt. Hockey is a rough sport. And uh, sometimes guys get hurt on plays that are not dirty or suspendable. So it just – that's just the way it is. My my one of my best friends uh, that I've been playing with since I was fifteen just literally announced today that he wasn't going to play anymore. Told uh, all of his teams, "Hey, I'm not playing anymore. I'm done." Because in our last game, he was just skating back, skates clipped with another guy, completely coincidental play, banged his head on the ice, got a concussion. You know, guys just get hurt playing sports. It's just going to happen. So, <laughs> unfortunately, I just think this is one of those situations. Uh, Darren Grice, Grice says, "I can't stand scrums for clean hits." Yeah. I get it. Yeah, I, 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 I get, I get, it. I get the, I get that that angle. Um, but uh, I think, like I said before, I think, I think um, if a team is gonna hit hard, uh, which is great, I love hard hits. I'm wrong, but I don't have a problem with a team, a player sticking up for their teammate who got hit hard. I mean, it's you know now if, now if it's now if it's a, if it's a, if it's a mediocre hit. You know that's a different story, but you know, make it a make it a solid hit. You know, that you're, you're last up night Barbashev rocked a dude behind the net. I can't remember who it yeah, was. Yeah, Jan Ruda. So would you have had a, and it was a, yeah, it was a completely clean hit. Would you have had yeah. a problem, Kurt? If, no. if one of the, the no blue or blue jackets, the uh, lightning, lightning. want to come up and try to fight him? No, I, I mean, if they do, then it's and then they get a penalty for instigating and you go on the power play. But so a, a team has to kind of decide if that's the the trade off they want to make too. You may get uh, you may have to go on the penalty kill after that too, right? And and I think that's that's you know kind of a a good um, a good example of a team knowing that was just a clean hit. It's part of the game. You know, Ruda got right up and back into the play. He got rocked. You know, there's no no reason, you know, to try to force something there and, and drop the gloves. I in that situation, I was very happy that nothing happened in, uh, in retaliation. Uh, Neil, um, go ahead. 
Oh, I was going to say, Matt Harris just asked in the uh, in the YouTube chat, did you all already talk about the Blue Jackets game? Um, well, no, we're not, not really yeah. planning on talking too much because, you know, we've, we've got another game to talk about here. But um, I'll just say real quick, I was there. I know, Matt, you were there. I think you said that was your first game. So hmm. please let us know how your experience was uh, in the chat there. Um, and I'll say I apologize. We didn't get to meet up. I had a situation. You guys are going to laugh at me. Um, I forgot my my COVID vaccine card. Do you not have a picture of it in your phone? I do not. Uh, I don't. Learn, I'm an man. idiot. I do now. I Lesson do now. Minute, I got a, the I have, minute I got home. That was the first thing I did was take a picture of it and put it. I in have my, a. In my I have phone. a shortcut to the picture on my desk on my 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 home screen on my phone. That's a good idea. I click on it that. and it pops up. Yeah. I just I don't want to. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. So crazy, I, crazy. I we get. We, we're in the car and I'm walking in and we get out of the car and I thought, oh, Jesus Christ, I forgot my card. So I walked up and luckily the guy was like, hey, we've got a rapid COVID test station. It's on the other side of Stiefel. If you guys know where the media entrance is for uh, Enterprise, it was real close to that. Let me guys. Oh, yeah, I know where it is. I'm, I used to be in the media. I'm, I'm, we're fine. Oh, yeah. I was like, don't worry. Hey, <laughs> recognize me, Jeff Ponder. You used to be in the media. Uh, no, I, I was like, oh, great. And I went over and I, we did miss the first 10 minutes of the game. Unfortunate. But it, it the process took about 35 to 40 minutes total. Wasn't a big mm-hmm. deal. It was, you know, if you're there early enough, it's really not a problem. But uh, so it's nice to know that's there in case that ever happens to you guys. But I've got like eight more games I'm going to this year. So I will make sure that does not happen again. So the reason I say that is because I was supposed to meet up with Matt, and I think Austin Lynch wanted to meet up. By the time we got there and we were frustrated, we just wanted to sit in our seats and watch the game. So I apologize for missing out on some of you. Hey, pro tip. Do the the check-in. They allow you to check in beforehand, scan your COVID card, upload it, and all you have to do is show that you did that. And you get right in. Nice. I did that for the serious? home opener. Yeah, I did that for the home oh, opener and shit. did that. We went to the uh, Jason Isbell show at Stiefel last night, and uh, yeah, did the same thing and so yeah, you, seamless. You 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 show like your phone pulls up saying that you did it. Right, you get a text after you do it after you upload it. Um, it's it's all AI initiated. Okay. Um, it- you get a text, and all you have to do is show, show like the the link from the, you know, pull up the link that's in the text, show Question. it to them, go right in. Question: If you wouldn't that be an extra step then to take if you've already gotten you if you if you have the picture on your phone, you know, of the card. As opposed but then to he's saying that mm-hmm. way you don't have to worry about bringing right. your card with you. you I'm saying show them. Hey, but, I'm but done. you don't have to. You don't have to worry about your card, and they're they're as soon as they see that they're like, go through. Okay, okay. Well, I I know that that beats bringing the card. I get it, but you could have the picture of your card in your phone right. too. That's that would work right. as well. So yeah, they okay. once they see that, they they don't even try to inspect it all that much. Which okay. you know, I I think that's kind of the goal is. Yeah, you know, but yeah. And it's it's probably an easy way around. You know, get somebody else to give you a picture of their card. But you know, shush, shush, shush. <laughs> no, I'm, I... I'm I'm not endorsing that. No, but no. I I will say that concert I went to last night was Evander the first Kane. event that I've been to that it was 100 percent vaccination required. Everybody that was there had to be vaccinated. I... Yeah. It, 
it was nice, and there were still people wearing masks. I went to go see I, uh, I the uh, Mighty Pines um, in St. Louis, and their entire concert was uh, – uh, it was at the uh, Old Rock House. Yep. <clears throat> it was nice little venue, um, and it uh, and they required everyone to have uh, – to show proof of vaccination. So that was – that was cool. My way, right? Kirkwood? Uh, it's not too far. No, it's uh, where is it? I don't even know. Old Rock House is right across from uh, Forehands. Yeah, that's right. yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Because we that's parked. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we didn't park at Forehands, but we could have. Yeah, that's a good spot. Yeah, my my yeah. my in laws love that spot. That was a great um, show too. It was like all '90s uh, cover stuff. Oh, so much fun. Nice. And they were really good. So Theo adds, uh, at least Jeff only missed the crappy part of the game. That's true. We missed the first goal, so not a big deal. I. I was watching my phone like a hawk, like, okay, the Blues haven't scored yet. We haven't missed anything. Uh, <laughs> Matt Harris says, uh, and again, this was Matt's first ever live game. It was a great game, pre-gamed at center ice, which he texted me and asked where he nice. should go before. And I'm like, and it was funny because he texted me and asked me or Twitter messaged me. And I told him, like, dude, are you serious? Like, you hear us plug him every week, <laughs> center ice. And he's like, well, I didn't know if it was just a sponsor thing. And I go, listen, man, seriously, like, Yes, they're a sponsor, but like before they were a sponsor, that is where Kurt, Bill, and I went before games always, and that is still the case. Like we're, uh, my wife and I have tickets to the Anaheim game. Uh, I think next Sunday, and we've already said we're going to drop the kid off early so we can go to Center Ice this time. Shuttle over. We're going to do it again when we go to the game on that following Friday against the Stars. It's the best place to go before a game. So yeah, it's. Um, yeah. I'm glad you did. Yep. Yeah, and let me just add, you know, I, I wish we would have uh, would have planned a little better last night, but between the hockey game and a concert at Stiefel, there was no parking anywhere. Yeah. We yeah. missed the entire Strand of Oaks open for Jason Isbell. I listened to them while I was golfing. I'm excited to go see him. We missed the entire opening act. Uh, I was I was so angry. St. Louis is just in a bad spot right now. All the private lots are closed um, to until, public yeah. parking. Yeah, so wait, wait until the yeah, soccer we, stadium opens up. Yeah, well, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully they've got it figured out. So we basically parked at the soccer stadium. We we parked at Union Station and and walked down. Um, yeah. which it's not terrible, but we drove around the city for twenty five minutes trying to find an open spot. And yeah, so Stanley, not the Stanley shuttle, but the center ice shuttle, take advantage of it yep. when you can. It's a great deal. That's what Darren uh, Grice just said is uh, Damien is still doing the Stanley shuttle. The Stanley shuttle is not uh, uh, doing the shuttle service with center ice this year. Uh, no, but they, they do sold have a... to a guy that lives down the street from me. <laughs> and they do have a shuttle service though, going to, to and from games, uh, center ice does. So yeah, I definitely... can't remember what it's called. Yeah, take advantage of that. Uh, you you go there, have a beer or two. Um, is is the beer requirement still there for the for the shuttle, or is that you buy one beer and you get the right? Either, either way, uh, you go to Sunrise. No you go to Sunrise. Sure you, go to Sunrise. Get a beer. Uh, sign up for the shuttle, and uh, and and get you know free shuttle back and forth. Uh, and you, Matt you, says I cannot say enough good things about Sunrise. Amazing beer. Yeah. Yep. I good agree. beer. Fun atmosphere. Fun place to you know. Look at the you know play some bubble hockey and look at the some of the stuff the memorabilia they have there the the arena wood tables and stuff it's just neat stuff. Yep. <clears throat> um, also, uh, Neil is on IR. Coston was on uh, LTIR with an upper body injury suffered in practice, which sucks. 
Um, and you got to wonder what that is. We don't have video of that. Is it a shoulder? Is it a, I mean, LTIR. I yeah. heard Chris Kerber on, uh, on the, the point today say, they asked him, like, what's the deal with Kassin? He said, honestly, I don't even ask anymore because they're not going to tell me. Yeah. So nobody really knows what's up with Kassin. Yeah, and right. that's that's what's interesting with injuries and stuff too is that they did they <clears throat> so tight lipped about that stuff and no one knows unless you have video of it and you can speculate on your own, and there's not yep. with this. So it's like I mean LTIR to me, uh, like like immediately on LTIR they didn't waste much time. Oh, he has he's on LTIR, so that I mean that tells me that it's not a concussion um, unless it's just really bad right off the bat. Um, but I, I it's, it's got to be. Something I think it else. might be a broken bone or something. Yeah, or a, yeah, because you're yeah. you're basically guaranteeing that you're going to be out. What is it, ten games and twenty eight days, something like yeah. that. So yeah. it's got to it, be something serious. It's it's got to be something that they can pick and, up on a scan right away. And his sh- he's had shoulder issues in the past. Yeah, so and that's Tarasenko probably went to him and said, "Don't get the shoulder done by the blue surgeons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Go anywhere else." <clears throat> right, he says in Russian. <laughs> Oh, uh, and Logan Brown was called up from Springfield for this game. Uh, if you recall, we acquired Brown from Ottawa in the Zach Sanford trade. Uh, and he's already doing more for the Blues than Zach Sanford ever did, right? <laughs> Sanford no. had a big goal in the final. I know, I know. I'm, um, I'm, I'm a, I'm anti-Sanford myself, but uh, he had a few yeah. moments here. So, four goal she, game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're talking talking about you know all the blues losses and you know who who we didn't have uh, the lightning were were pretty banged up too um you know including um Matthew Joseph, Braden Point, Nikita yep. Kucherov and Steven Samkos. Did you guys see <laughs> left wing left wing locks tweet about why Stamkos wasn't there? Why well, it was because left of his, lock, his kid was right. being born, so left but... wing lock does like they do the you know give information to fantasy players or to, to fantasy hockey players um, about you know who's going to be in lineups and who's out and this is what they tweeted about Stamkos <clears throat> Stephen Stamkos a child is being bored he will not play hockey tonight due to this event. <laughs> <laughs> Very uh, robotic and official. I love it. So right. any child being born in Steven Stamkos can't play. <laughs> that's that's that is how I take it. I uh, yeah, that's how I learned that he wasn't playing. Somebody retweeting something funny about that. But I assume he'll be in the lineup tomorrow night. I would guess. I would assume. I would assume. Yeah. Um, I've I've heard of. Yeah, I've heard of guys missing a couple games before because of a who was that? Someone from the Blues missed two games um, because uh, was, it, was it Oshie? It might have. Well, there was a, yeah, and, yes, but there was an issue with the with the birth. Uh, the right, yeah, they had a condition. It was a problematic birth. The intestines were outside the body. Yeah, yeah. So, which is like yeah, I don't know. To think about. I don't know what I don't know what the deal is. I mean, I only missed one game when my son was born. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Granted, I was playing once a week at the time, but still. Yeah. But both teams uh, skated 11 forwards and seven defensemen for this game. Um, so, and okay, this this game is an interesting game to talk about um, as we get into it an hour into the show. Um, the, the three, I mean, in my opinion, goofy goals. I mean, strange goals, unusual mm-hmm. goals. 
to start the game. Like in the first five plus minutes, they're up three nothing. Uh, first one two minutes in, uh, scramble on both sides of the net. Uh, Anthony Sorelli scored after a headman shot deflected. This headman shot was going way wide. Uh, hits a body in front uh, and changes direction 90 degrees and then goes off the post. And Bennington's already reacting to the initial shot. He's way off, you know, he's way off the, off the goalpost and uh, comes down. And then uh, basically Sorelli uh, uh, just tapped it in. So strange, unusual, unfortunately. A lot of bounces leading up to that. You know, it wasn't just yes. like the, yeah, oh, the, the scrambles play there. It was yeah. the scramble just kept, it was one of those things where you see it like late in games where there's just a, a constant scramble yeah. in front of the net. Yep. This was, like you said, what, two minutes into the game? We're already seeing something like this. The Blues could not get their, their sticks on the puck. Yep. Bennington couldn't get it covered. And you thought he had it there at the end. Mm-hmm. But then Torelli just found a way to to, to stick it in there and, and found the, the Blues puck. It was a mad scramble. And it was really interesting to watch. And you're pissed as a Blues fan to watch that puck go in the net. But at the same time, yeah. you're thinking, what the fuck else could the goalie have done there? No, I mean, it's just, yeah, it was, it was like nobody could recover from the puck fluttering up in the air, right? It, they, they lost track of it at that point and we're just seconds behind Tampa was all over it. And yeah, just the blues Blues were definitely to, to, to give, I guess, Tampa some credit and to give some, some non-credit to the blues. uh, They were reacting on that play. They were not, it was all reactions from the blues. Whereas I think the, the lightning were sniffing around the net and we're just sure we're going to get the goal here. Whereas the blues were, we don't know what to do. Like you just saw some standing around and I'm not completely, cause it was just a weird play. I'm not completely ragging on anyone in particular, but definitely the blues just seemed bewildered by that entire play and never really, took any action to try and do something different. It's interesting when, when a, on a play where there's a loose puck, a scramble, um, say the puck goes on the air, say the defenseman don't know where the puck is. Um, default response for defenseman should probably be in that case, um, find a lightning player that's closest to you and tie a, tie a stick up, hold a stick, knock him down. Don't, I mean, wherever that puck is, make sure the guy closest to you doesn't get it. You know, so and I, and I think uh, that 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 didn't really happen with Preco on it was the uh, second goal was the, the yeah oh, the, yeah the one that went way up in the, there the Perry goal yeah 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 so and over a little over three minutes after the first goal went in you know everyone's favorite asshole Corey Perry scores after a a, a shot was going uh, well wide uh, nine degree like I talked like talked like I talked about already um, but. So, and Barbashev may have been on Perry, but he had dropped his stick. Uh, stick got tied up, dropped his stick, went to pick it up, curled around, and then Perry kind of swoops in behind where Barbashev was at the side of the net, and uh, and it and it goes in. I think uh, uh, just kind of a, a, a goofy uh, a goofy play. I think the did I have those two goals mixed up? I did, didn't I? The the first one. Yeah, the first, the first one, one was. was a- the first one was the up, up in the air. air goal. That, yeah, okay, yeah. The first one was up in the air. Yeah, and battled him in air. Okay, I had, I had the first and the second mixed up. So yeah, and the first uh, one was on Pareko. Play, Pareko was kind of didn't know where it was and didn't didn't do much on that one. No. And on the did, second uh, one, do you, 
Listen, I know I've given a lot of trouble to the Blues defense the last year or so, um, but I think if if Barbashev has his stick, I don't think this goes in the net. I, agree. I think this was just one of those unfortunate plays where he didn't have a stick. He went to get it, and at the very minute he went to get it, there's a good chance by the guy he was covering. And this was a power play goal for yeah. uh, Tampa, too. They were set up. Um, but And, yeah, I agree with you completely because if you watch the replay, he loses his stick. And he and he and he and he leaves the 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 goal mouth to the side net to pick it up, and then curls back up, and then Perry swoops into where Barbashev was, yeah. and, and and Barbashev doesn't know he's there, and and then he's there for the tap in. So right, and if you just watch the isolation, you don't see the play develop. All you see is Justin Falk trying to come back over top to get to Corey Perry before he puts the puck in the net. Yeah. Right, and so you're like, what, what the fuck are you doing, yeah. Falk? But if, I think if you see the whole thing. Yeah. Right, it's it's I think. Just, Unfortunate. I think it was Falk and uh, 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 Bartuzzo were on the same side of the net, and uh, yeah. so, and be, probably because Barbashev was on the other side, right? So that, that and that was a problem. So and Barbashev leaves, and that's open. Then so just kind of a and then a fluky play uh, that leads up to the puck squirting to Perry too. So um, and goal number three, you know, five and the one everyone's talking about, and, right? And- let me let me add with this one. Let me add. This is literally so. My son, I, my son was giving me trouble because I kept telling him I'd let him watch SpongeBob uh, before the game started. It was about six thirty-five, maybe six forty, and I was like, "Okay, we can watch one episode before the game starts." Well, of course it goes. It's like what twenty-four minutes, and so I, uh, you know, I'm like, eh, "I'm gonna miss the start of the game, but it's not a big deal." Literally, tune in. Right after that second goal scored, and they're lining up for the faceoff, and I see the scoreboard, and I'm like, "Oh, it's two nothing. That sucks." Kurt, tell us what happens next. <laughs> Five seconds after Perry's goal, uh, the one everyone's talking about, the uh, the centerized faceoff after the uh, the Perry goal was won by Tampa Bay. Uh, Eric Cernak dumps the puck into the blue zone from the red line, right after the faceoff win, takes a goofy hop off the glass in the corner. Uh, right before the corner, uh, and Bennington doesn't pick it up, loses it in the crowd, um, and it goes. It just bounces just perfectly right between his pads and in. Uh, I don't think he saw this puck until no. right before it went in. I, I think he saw it. I think he may have heard the puck hit the ice and then probably found it right when it was going through his legs. <laughs> um, well, you watch his head. You can tell he's waiting for it oh, to yeah. rim around the boards. Oh yeah, well, like as you would, right? And and yeah. actually, actually, I thought, and maybe maybe Bill thinks differently um, as a goalie, but I thought Bennington was perfectly fine. And I mean, he's he's against the post. He's not like cheating. He's not leaving. There's a gap between his pads. But what do you want him to do? I mean, you can't. How do you how do you anticipate that kind of a thing? Um, if if his pads are together and the puck beats him far post on that play. And then, then I mean, I, this is, it's just, it's bad, no. bad luck. I mean, come on. So I, no, it, it is. It's a complete fluke. Like if, if you try to, to say that Bennington was ill positioned or Which people have. Right. Oh yeah. It's it, absurd. It's, it's an awful goal. No goalie wants to give up that goal. Right. I, I remember a game when I was a squirt playing against Webster 
and they dumped the puck in. It was a home game for us. They dumped the puck in, and my mind's not in the game yet. It's early. They dumped it, kicks off the end boards, and I turned around, like pivot from my left skate to my right skate in in a half circle and kick the puck into my own net because the carom <laughs> off the boards. And it's like, oh, you know, my head was not in this, in, in that play. In this case with Bennington, you know, he's he's expecting that puck to go hard around the end boards. He's in the right spot. It's just the perfect carom to beat him, right? It, there's nothing you can do about it. But it, at the end of the day, I think it got him motivated. You know, I, he, he got yeah. he got jeered. He said after the game, you know, I the, the fans were on me. They they were calling me out. I had a couple of not great goals, and I love it. And I think it motivated him. He played yeah. great after that. And it's interesting because uh, typically you'll see a goalie go behind the net on that dump in to stop the puck. And he didn't. Mm-hmm. He stayed in net, um, mm-hmm. which a little surprising, right? Dumping from center? No, not surprising well, to me at I, all because it was, say, it was it up was, on it the was glass. Okay. He read the play. He doesn't go behind okay. when it's on the glass. Okay. Okay. Right. All right. He read the play well. No. Okay. And, I, and, and, I, but I, he, lo- he lost in the crowd. Right. Well, he, he, I don't even think he was fully may watching, have, right? right. He may have taken his eye off of it just because at that point it should be leaving his yeah. peripheral or starting to go into his periphery and he wants to see it go around and it just, he wants it, to see it just, come to his right side. Right. Yeah. It's a complete flute. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It, it's so funny. Cause uh, I mean, there's so many Bennington haters out there. I mean, if you're not a blues fan, you probably hate Bennington. Right. So, mm-hmm. Uh, and so the, Especially if you're a Bruins fan, Oh, a Bruins. Oh God. Bruins, uh, Dallas. Um, but I think, uh, it was, it was funny to see a lot of people like pile on Bennington posting the gif of the, of the goal saying, you hate to see it. Oh, so it's so beautiful. One you know, guy said, uh, I'm crying laughing because it's Bennington. Right. And, and then, oh, you talk about tweets and posts that don't age well. Because yeah. uh, when the game was over, well, then here come the Blues fans. It's like, oh, what happened then? Yeah. What, what, happened what happened next? Happened right, <laughs> right, right. What, like, are my, um... <laughs> one of my favorite uh, hockey Twitter things that shows up every once in a while is uh, tweets that precede unfortunate events in yes. hockey. And that was Tampa three, St. Louis nothing. Yeah, last night. <laughs> yep. I loved it. <laughs> So All right, good. guys, I, I gave you a warning before the show that there was a certain point in the show where I had something special planned. Yes. Uh, that is this moment. You're right saying? I have written a poem. Oh, wow. So that was pretty close. And he's going I, yeah, to sing it like Mariah Carey. <laughs> hey! I, I wish. I wish. Cue the music. Uh, so for those that may know, I uh, I am an English graduate. So I uh, We all speak English, Jeff. Use- well, I know English Bobby, better than you. Bobby, you speak English. <laughs> You're stupider than me. I speak uh, better English than you. Right. Um, that's impossible. No, I, uh, <laughs> me speak, me flunk English? That's impossible. That's my Twitter or my Facebook quote. I love I like that. that. That's a great Simpsons line. But anyway, so I wrote a poem. I was inspired last night um, because of all the hate that Bennington was getting. I, yes, I have a poem I'd like to read now. It's uh, called He Skates in Hatred to the tune of She Walks in Beauty by Lord George Gordon Byron. 
He skates in hatred, like the mean old devil that causes much anguish. His fiery demeanor makes him the fiend, while forcing Bruins fans to feel feverish. Doth the way he plays appear unclean? Do his haters claim he be selfish? Aye, the naysayers allege he looks nervous, or that he was lucky and is a one-hit wonder. But his abilities to his team provide needed service, while often his pads swallow the puck under. The truth be, he is calm on the surface, and all the gackle takes are a blunder. (laughs) And on that smirk and over the cocked brow, so sinister, so evil, yet comforting. The stick swinging, the fake punches, oh wow. Other teams' chances of winning are hurting. For Team Canada, he is the lead now, and the true hockey minds don't find this concerning. Thank you. Thank you. Very nice. Snap. You get some snaps. Very nice. I liked how you worked in Gackle. (laughs) (laughs) I had to. That was was great. (laughs) Very well done. Now now I'm in a poem mood. I feel like we should write a poem. Do it. All right. I'll uh, I'll talk while you guys write a poem. About yeah, Jordan no, Vinny. not on the fly. I wonder how he feel. I wonder how he feel that <laughs> that, a, that another man wrote a poem about him. <laughs> okay, lo- I'll go next. <laughs> Roses are red, violets are blue. Um, something, something. Um, Claude Lemieux's kid chews. Uh, <laughs> which we'll talk about later. The uh, Lemieux, the Kachuk incident. Well, I'm glad you guys liked my poem. Oh, very nice. Very well done, John. That was very nice. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, so, where were we? Uh, the, okay, the uh, uh, lightning went up 3-0. Um, so, uh, it, it was interesting. After this third goal, so you'd think a team being up 3-0 after five-plus minutes, your natural default instinct is to, wow, are they going to pull Bennington? It's three goals quick, early. Um, but, and, and I was like, no, I, cause I think that's the butcher grass who was doing play by play. I was, he was like, you know, do they pull Bennington right away? He said it. And I'm like, oh, I hope not. None of these were his fault. I don't, it's way too early for me anyway, to think the blues need a shakeup or, uh, one was, I mean, they were all kind of goofy goals. I'm not sure how you can really blame the team. I don't think it was, it's just kind of this shit happens. Right. Um, but, uh, left him in and, uh, and I'm, I was happy they did. And the Blues played a good period, I thought. Um, uh, came back. I couldn't beat Elliott, who played really well in the first period. Uh, stopped uh, uh, Sunquist on a chance in all alone. Nice love save. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, I... And they and, and uh, they, they their last shot, the last shot on goal for the Lightning was their last goal. Uh, yeah. They had 14 shots, and they sat there for the rest of the period. Yeah, they didn't get a shot on goal for the last half of the first and most of the and, and the first chunk of the second, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They uh they went like good like uh what was it like eleven minutes, eleven minutes without a goal, without a shot. <clears throat> so, uh, but even when it was still three nothing, I was I was I was oddly very confident about this because as soon as the Blues went three nothing, uh, I I said on Twitter in a response I was like. You know, uh, one of our listeners, Brandy, who actually uh, won the tickets uh, to uh, the Cardinals uh, that we gave away. She said something about, uh, you know, she was at the game and she goes there, you know, I, I just sat down with my beard. Don't make me want to leave. Something like that. And I responded. I was like, they'll come back. 
and I, I genuinely meant it. You know, people will say, you know, rah, rah, home team. That's, we'll come back. Um, but I, it was a weird feeling I had about the game. I was like, you know, they, they, they played well. I, 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 haven't, I mean, I don't know what it was, but they just didn't, the goals that went in were kind of shitty. Tampa Bay didn't have a lot of their big guns. Um, I'm thinking the Blues can score next. I mean, this is, they're, I mean, they had a lot of game left, right? So, uh, and then O'Reilly gets the Blues on the board early in the second. So, and if you watch this sequence, this goal, um, all Cairo. Cairo, this is his, he sets this up, um, has the puck for uh, almost all the 15 seconds before O'Reilly scores. Um, fantastic. Uh, creates lanes, uh, circled yeah. the top of the zone, curled around the right, the far side. And then Tampa, he gets Tampa Bay watching. And I, I, yeah. I, I, I did a screenshot right when O'Reilly received the pass from Cairo uh, and where all of Tampa Bay's players were. There's nobody within 15 feet of O'Reilly, the side of the net. So, uh, except for the goalie. Elliot. Piss so, poor defense, really. But at the end of the day, I mean, when you got a guy circling like that, it is hard to to keep the right coverage on. I agree. Uh, yeah. And we've seen it happen to the Blues. Oh, and but Cairo, right. man, he was all over the ice here. He was he was a man possessed. I mean he he had uh, he had a shot that was blocked and he recovered the puck and yep. he just he completely you know dominated possession, kept control of it. You know, skated like you like you said, Kurt. You know, skated around everybody. You know, went around to the far side. Everybody's puck watching. Everybody's Kyrie watching. And O'Reilly slides off. And you know, uh, Brian Elliott might make that save ten years ago, but with that yeah. much time and space, O'Reilly's not going to miss. Yep. And there was a question in the YouTube chat too about, I think it was, uh, will Kyrie finish the season as a point per game guy? So I think that's a topical question, uh, talking about uh, his play and this. And he is right now. I'm just going to say no because I think that's honestly the safer bet. But, I mean, I don't see why he couldn't keep this pace up. He was a little streaky last year, which is why I say no. But, We're, I mean, shit, dude, the dude plays like this. He's a point-per-game player every year. He he looked He yeah. looked great, and he was streaky last year. I agree. But there's something different about he's more he's more consistent this year. Um, yeah, so I, I like that about this game. Yeah, definitely much more consistent in the offensive zone. I I think I think if he stays healthy, um, I, I think he's going to probably wind up coming in just under uh, unless he really improves the defensive side of his game because that's still still a little suspect. And once we get to the the you know the the stretch run, if there are closer games, I think you're going to see his minutes come down. Um, I don't think you're going to see as much trust in him. Um, you know, in, unless he does improve the defensive side of his game, just it, as long as, you know, Berube's still coach. And if Berube's not coach, you know, we all expect that it's going to be Ken Hitchcock. And if that's the point, <laughs> he's probably going to get benched. So, oh, um, don't be honest. I, 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 he's sent to Springfield. No, yeah, true, wow. true. Um, no, I play, play I, Neil, I play think, Neil. He's yeah, he and can we get Chris Butler out of retirement? I was gonna say, um, what's Dave Scatcherd up to nowadays? Yeah. Ethan Monroe, um, where's he? Yeah, no, I, I think I think he can totally do it. Um, you know, if, if he stays healthy and and you know, if the blues wind up in better position than they are now standings wise and are a playoff lock, yeah, definitely. But if it starts to get crunch time, 
um, you're going to see less of him. You know, I, I, the, my brain is saying, no, don't, don't say this, but I, I think um, just for fun, I'll say, sure. He's a point of game guy. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a bit of a Homer uh, uh, wishful thinking kind of a thing um, because he hasn't had that big slump yet and you expect it to come at some point. Um, mm. but, uh, yeah, I, I you know, for fun, let's just, I'll just, I'll just say it otherwise. I'll just say, sure. Um, he also could have a four point game coming up too. Who knows? Um, and then a few minutes after O'Reilly's goal, Logan Brown gets his first goal as a blue, which was so cool to see with, uh, Jeff Brown in the stands. Uh, and the camera was right there. on him. <laughs> the oh, cameraman, yeah. cameraman had to be waiting there. It just was it? I mean, because they got him celebrating, right? Uh, uh, oh, his yeah. son's goal. So was the cameraman like just hovering in the area, waiting for something? He to had happen? to have been. <laughs> he had to have uh, just been sitting there waiting. Like, I'll I'll at least get his reaction for like his each shift he takes. I mean, the fact <laughs> he was there for a goal, though. That's I mean, honestly, we may, we we crack up about it, but how awesome is that for the Brown family? Oh, you know, that, so much fun that in 20 years, Jeff Brown's going to be sitting there and say, I'm going to watch that video of my reaction to my son's first yeah. goal as a blue. I mean, that's, that's awesome. It's just fun to, fun to, I mean, it's just he's smiling ear to ear, right. And high fiving mm-hmm. people around him and stuff. It's just, they're just cool. You know, I mean, it's just neat. Yep. I mean, he's had goals oh. in the NHL before, but uh, with Ottawa, but not a ton, but some, and then, but to get one with St. Louis, you know, uh, when his dad was there in the stands, just cool. Right. And and it looked like, it looked like Jeff was what, f- like three rows off the ice. He Something was, like he that. was oh, right yeah. there. Yeah. He was right there. And, which is awesome. Cause yeah. He wasn't sitting in the alumni box. He was actually down in the crowd watching the game, which is great. Yeah. Sometimes that's better. I mean, sometimes you want to be oh, yeah. uh, around the oh, crowd yeah. down by the ice. That's, I mean, don't get me wrong. I being up in a, in a, in a, in a box, a luxury box is fun. I've, I've done it a couple of times. Uh, it's neat. Uh, to sit up there, but man, it, it just being yeah. in, but shoulder to shoulder with the crowd uh, uh, down there, it's just it is an atmosphere. It's like a it's like a buzz, you know. It's better, yeah, especially that close, right? Yeah. So and and you know, so the goal itself, right? And, you know, it it's it's kind of you know a little bit embarrassing. Um, I'm sure he's you know, what was your first goal with the Blues like? I shot and fell down at the same time and it went in. <laughs> Um, screenshot, but, but honestly, Sunquist and, and, you know, this will go into what we talk about in a little bit. Um, you know, the, um, AJ Maletsko calls this out right away, right? Sunquist drives the net and takes the stick of the defenseman away. Yep. Right. And, and gave Brown the lane and he, and he, you know, he hit the spot, took the stick away and took the stick away and, uh, certain screen. I mean, it goes. The shot goes over the defender's skate and under his glove as he tries to block it. Um, there's no way Elliot, I mean, can see that until it's past him, and then it might be too late. Not, I mean, it's a wrist shot near post. It's shot just inside the top of the circle, so it's not real close. Um, but uh, so you want to say, you know, soft goal against Elliot, but at the same time, it's a screen. So uh, you know, it's tough on him. I mean, tough goal to to uh, tough shot to face. But anyway, regardless, it counts. Right. So, uh, uh, so little little bit of chatter here in the uh, YouTube chat. Uh, first of all, talking about Jeff Brown. Brian Roberts says he looked like he was five or so vodka sodas down. He was having probably. a good time. 
He was having a yeah, good time. Yeah. Time. You know what? I mean, shit. If <laughs> oh. my son steps on the ice for the St. Louis Blues, you better believe I'm fucking partying all day. I'm, I'm recording at home. I can watch the game drop. later. I can watch yeah, the game right. later. I'm going to enjoy it while I'm here. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Ken Morris says, and it, well, actually, there's a couple comments here about uh, Kyrou in our chat about is he a point per game player? The obvious answer, this is from uh, Darren Grice. The obvious answer is that Kyrou won't finish a point per game, but if you've been watching, the dude is on another level compared to other NHLers. He, yeah. uh, Theo says Cairo, uh, Cairo, Cairo was strictly la- streaky last season, but got moved up and down the lineup. This season, consistent first line minutes matter. Even with movement last season, Cairo had better points per minutes played, or I'm guessing you're saying played, than Shen. Um, and Darren Grice also says Cairo's points haven't been lucky bounces. It's been because of chances created. I, and it's true. Uh, and and just, and to just to give some uh, compliments to Theo, Theo's been a listener of the show for a while. You see him every now and then in the chat. Theo's a Theo's a, a good guy to talk hockey with. He's a he a very opinionated, uh, educated opinion, uh, and uh, he's a, he's a, a guy that uh, you, when he when he says something, he's like, oh, let's see what Theo has to say. And take it in because uh, he's, uh, he's Theo a Theo Hall, right? Same guy. I think, I think so. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. No, he's he's. I mean, loves talking hockey. I think he goes back to the forum days, right? So. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not, that's that's comes from. So he's always a lot to say. Always good stuff. Um, some good takes from Theo. Um, and Ken Morris says Kyrou is way ahead of Thomas for progressing as a future NHLer. Well, they're both NHLers at this point. Man, you know what? But- I get your point that he's yeah. already progressed past Thomas, which I, 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 it's hard to argue at this point. I made a comment last night during the game that uh, Kyrou and Thomas. I mean, I'd have a hard, I mean, there there are some uber talented guys in the NHL, some of your elite players, right, that are just a blast to watch. But these two guys, I mean, they're up there I mean, as far as like being just a blast to watch on the ice and the the the, the skill and the creativity. You know, there are a lot of skilled players in the NHL. But a lot of them don't try and pull off the moves that these guys do in a game, and these guys pull them off. Um, you know, you'll see you'll see some uh, muckers in third and fourth liners in practices if you attend practice or or uh, pre- uh, preseason scrimmages and stuff like that. Pull off some some interesting stuff uh, or pregame shootarounds even um, picking corners and 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 some deft stick handling. You're like, why don't you do it in the game? Like, yeah, well, there's other NHL out there playing or playing against. Well, these guys can do it against those guys. So it's uh, it's just, I mean, Thomas and Cairo, uh, they are. Yeah. I mean, Thomas, Cairo, and and uh, Perunovic, that those three, um, long term core for this team, fun to watch. You mentioned that about the third and fourth liners pulling off crazy moves in practice. Yeah. Apparently, Cam Jansen was quite the shootout specialist uh, <laughs> in practice. And it was, and apparently, like coaches used to say to, you know, Andy Murray and or whoever was the coach then, let's try him in a game. Why not? We suck. And he just never did. It would have been fun to see what he could have done one on one with a goalie. Kelly Chase was one of them that uh, I, when I'd go to, when he was with the Blues, uh, I went to a number of uh, 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 preseason stuff things and and practices and stuff, and uh, he would pull off some shit. <laughs> Kelly Chase had some hands uh, in practice, you know. So 
it, it, it's interesting to see. I mean, you you, you look at guys and oh, they suck. They can't play. No, they can. But the problem is they're playing against NHL caliber players. Mm-hmm. So if you if you dumb that talent down just a little bit, these guys are amazing. They'll, like junior level, they'll tear it up. So as far as I know, the Rivermen still have Tony Twist and Kelly Chase's numbers retired. And yes, they were fan favorites because they were fighters, but they also put up points in the AHL. You got to be able to play. I mean, you, you, I mean, you uh, even back in the day, I mean, you know, when you're 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 playing, uh, growing up, uh, you had to be able to play. You had to be able to skate. And, and have hands. You can't, you're not going to get anywhere. You're not going to even get a look if you can't play. Now, whether you can play against NHL caliber players uh, at that level, that's a different story. You know, you could, oh, you may have to. Like, I've heard guys say that once they got the NHL, you know, they'll tear it up in juniors. They'll tear it up in the NHL. But once they get the NHL, they realize, okay, if I want to stay here, I got to learn to be a third liner or a fourth liner and, 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 and fit in with my role there because I can't do hear what I did there. And so you'll see a lot of guys that are pretty skilled, uh, uh, you know, in practice, uh, just on third and fourth lines you know, that don't really put up big numbers in a game in the season. I, hey, I had a question for you, Jeff. Does, speaking of Jeff Brown, you still uh, blocked on Twitter? <laughs> yes, unfortunately. <laughs> oh. A friend of the show has blocked friend. me on Twitter. <laughs> That's I don't really want to get into the reason why. I know why. <laughs> um, let's just say our political views do not align. Well, you just said why. Uh, <laughs> you didn't want to say why. You well, didn't. I'm not going to say precisely what it was that caused it, but uh, it was just funny because it was like, dude, him and I conversed. We had a heart to heart after he was on the show, and that was a I great was episode. So sad when that, that was, happened. That was a great episode. If you guys listen to the show, girls, women. Kids, uh, if you haven't listened to the Let's Go Blues Radio episode where Jeff interviews Jeff Brown, uh, this was, what, a year and a half ago? Two years ago? It was last summer. Okay. So summer of 2020. Okay. Uh, I, I I was driving to the Ozarks, and I listened to it in full. This is right after it happened, I think. And I was driving to the Ozarks, and I listened to the whole thing and loved it. Great episode. One, one of my more favorite uh uh, interviews that you did just because of the stories that were told and everything. It was just, it's good stuff. That and the Miller yeah. one too. Right. Well, those, guy. those are complimentary episodes, right? You cannot listen to one without. The right. Other. They're like, they're like part because, one and part two. Yeah. Right. Because of the trade. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You got to listen to the Greg <laughs> Millen episode too. Jeff Brown episode and the Greg Millen episode. Listen to those both. Uh, it was well done by Jeff. It was a fantastic. Listen. A lot of fun. A lot yeah. of fun. So uh, anyway, so Brown scores, uh, and I was waiting for somebody to uh, do what. What can Brown do for you? But didn't really see a whole lot of that. Maybe I just wasn't looking. What can Brown do for you? <sighs> Three to two going in the third period. Uh, I thought the Blues were going to tie it uh, in the second. To be honest, uh, but they did yeah, not. they got that late power play, and yeah. it was you know because they were pressuring like crazy. The Blues had a great, offense. yeah. And, and I, the Blues were – they had the better of the play uh, uh, after uh, Tampa Bay went up 3-0. Um, but uh, shots were even at 23 apiece after the Blues brow shot uh, early in the game. So uh, I, I was feeling pretty good. Down, How often are you feeling good about your chances uh, when you're down 3-0 and 
and then uh, I'll still down by a goal going into the third. But I liked their chances uh, in the third. Um, a few minutes later uh, into the uh, third period, it was a 16-something, two-and-a-half in, something like that. Um, Barbashev ties it up for the Blues, 3-3. Uh, Perunovic created this goal, uh, a little shake and bake at the blue line. Skates by a defender, uh, pat, oh, well, forward, I guess, playing up high. Uh, cross-ice pass to Barbashev, who one-times it from the high slot through Elliott's pads as he's sliding across. And I guess um, a goalie will tell you um, it's a bit of a softy to allow, but as a forward, I'll say, this is why we do cross-ice pass one-timers to open up shit as goalies slide across, right? So, you know, there's the there's the the... the discussion on both sides there whether it was a i don't think it didn't look good you know it goes five holes sliding across the, the crease um you could look at it and say well if it's five holes closed you know he makes that save true but uh he's got to move across and you can't move across with a five hole completely covered so as uh as bill yeah, probably I, attest to. I thought it was just perfectly play shot by barbershop yeah and nothing nothing to put there on purpose but it just happened to work out right so no, it just happened to the way yeah. it worked uh, and and the thing he probably maybe did do on purpose was was the height that he put it at because uh, that allows for it to go in the five hole. You know, if he's put the chest high, yeah. that's, you know, it, it's getting swallowed up by Elliot. So maybe right. he puts the height there, but yeah, it, like, like you funny? just said, there's no way that he was like, Oh, well, Elliot's going to cut across at this angle. And if I put it here, you can't, you can't do it. Trust no. me. Even Connor no. McDavid it, can't do that. Right. It was, it was a half clap bomb, kept it low and, yeah, it, it beat Elliot. Now, I, I will say that I do not think that the Blues come back if it's Vasilevsky in net. I don't think I, – I think Vasilevsky would have found a way to uh, to stop the O'Reilly goal. Um, I mean, I, I think I mean, the guy right now is the best goalie in the world. Uh, I think he finds a way to stop that. I don't think he gives up that goal um, to, uh, to Barbashev. But – all the credit in the world on that to Brunovich, right? Mm -hmm. He, he danced, kept the puck in, you know, before that got the puck back, made a great shake and bake move to get himself open. Um, again, we'll talk about it, uh, after the next segment, uh, or in the next segment. Um, but AJ Maletsko talks about how he opens up his hip and that throws off uh, Pierre Edward Belmar, who has been one of the best defensive forwards in the game for several years. Um, opened up that slot and made the pass, and Barbashev made no mistake hammering at home. Oh, God. Uh, okay, Austin Lynch uh, in the YouTube chat told me, Ponder, check Instagram now. Uh, he During the show, me, does he know we're doing a show? He knows we're doing the show. Um, so apparently there's a video out there right now that I guess just got posted of Evander Kane pointing a gun at, I guess that's his wife or girlfriend. Oh, yeah. Anna, gun. Anna Kane, right? Yeah. Um, oh. Yeah. Okay. Is it, I mean, is it, <laughs> is it, I mean, is it, is it real? Is it, can tell it's him or was it, it? I mean, it's him. It's clearly him. Uh, but you don't see the other person. It just, um, it just keeps, <laughs> he just keeps having shit. On. with that guy. Oh my God. Woo! And he Thank just cleared waivers. Yeah, well, yep. okay, we'll talk about Kane in a little bit, but we'll, yeah, we'll talk about Kane later. But holy shit! Wow. <sighs> I I mean, I don't want to laugh because it's not funny. It's a serious thing. But at some point, you're like, Jesus Christ! It's just comical how 
what else is how he do much now? shit this guy is involved in it's like a soap opera you know because like anybody who watches soap operas it's oh well you know what what crazy shit's gonna happen today it's the same thing with evander kane what dumb shit is he gonna do today sorry Sorry, bit, uh, of, bit of a bit of a side sidebar there, boys. Sorry about that. Theo did say uh, the Prunovic opening up Bellamere uh, is why Prunovic should have been on the opening day roster, even if they had to waive Walman. I know we talked about uh, with the two guys one cup uh, folks uh, over there. They uh, went to uh, the uh, tournament in Detroit in Detroit uh, in Michigan. Uh, what, what's it called, Jeff? The the city. <laughs> Tra- hang on. <laughs> Traverse City. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Very good. It. You're I learning. It, guys. You're learning. Hey, all right. Uh, I'm out. I'm out. I'll see you later. I know. They they went there and they they uh they watched all the games, watched him play, and they were big on him and they wanted him in the starting uh uh roster to start the season. Um and Theo said uh it's it should, it's why he should have been on the opening roster even if they had to waive Wallman. And um, I, I, I get that sentiment as far as waving Wallman, but man, if you can somehow get rid of Scandella's contract and keep Wallman and, uh, mm-hmm. and Mikola, that's, the, that's the way I'd go. Oh, that's the move. Right. If you can somehow unload Scandella's contract, wave him, whatever, uh, trade him for nothing, I don't know. But I'd, I mean, I'm with you. I love Prunovich to stay. He's shown me that he belongs, right? here that was my question yeah playing in actual NHL games how is he going to look I like him let's roll okay uh a lot but uh but the the move if you wanted to just get better is to ditch Scandella in my opinion uh and uh and and go with Prunovich and Wallman and Mikola as a as a sub or whatever so well there you go Armstrong worker magic trade Scandella for Connor McDavid or something (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, I thought Tampa Bay after the Blues tied it. I thought they. Um, he said, "Oh, Theo says agreed on trying to unload Scandella, but that wasn't happening yep. during the season." I get it. I get it. I do. Right. And it just, but I, I, I mean, like, like right now, um, if I look in hindsight, twenty twenty, right? Um, that's that's the move, and I think that's the move moving forward. And I think uh, hopefully it, it works out. I mean, we got you know a season, uh, most of the season to go, and trade deadline, and who knows what's going to happen. But the, his contract is not appealing. It's three point two five million, I think. Scandellas is. Um, yeah. Let's look at too that that if if Tarasenko's moved this season, which could still happen, that's a lot of money freed up there. So yeah, I know I that Scandella is the easy one to look at and say, well, we want to free up money, but but you I'm might not... be able to unload Tarasenko for a uh, a younger player who's not making enough yet. And then you can keep Perunovic up, sign into a bigger contract, whatever you I'm not, need to do. I'm not even but, looking. I'm not even. Well, I'm not even uh, thinking about just freeing up salary necessarily. I'm just thinking about getting better as a roster. Right. I think. I think. Right. I think. Yeah. I think the best move with the roster is to just be rid yourself of Scandella, and uh, right. and yeah. This group's really optimal defense involves. It it involves Wallman, it involves Prunovic, it doesn't necessarily involve Scandella. Yeah, I don't I don't know how you do that at this point. Um no. maybe it's, no, I don't it's either. a I don't either. You, know, you say you say, Hey, if you want this guy, you gotta take Scandella too. But I'm not looking at younger players the blues are willing to trade, except maybe Costin still. But I don't think Costin's proven enough 
to where you can lump him in with Scandella and say, if you're going to take Costin, well, you got to take Scandella. Too. He's also Costin's injury prone. Um, yeah. And I think, and I don't think they trade Tarasenko now at all. No. I, I think it's, I think it's a, it's an off season thing, uh, depending on where they are, the trade deadline standings wise, maybe then if they're, but they fall off, but it, it really depends. Like it, maybe you get, you know, your, your socks blown off by an offer. Um, and it, it's, you're going to, you know, uh, you're going to restock the cupboard and, and get something that immediately helps you, especially on the defense. Um, yeah, maybe you look at it, but I, I also don't expect that. They, they were talking about it during the game last night, and and I, I, I thought that the whole time, right, that Tarasenko is not going to go anywhere. I don't think this so. This year. Not, not, not with the way he's playing and not with the way the, the Blues are – uh, they need him. Um, there's no rush to trade him. They don't have to. Um, and I and I'm going to disagree with Theo a little bit. Well, no, I'm, I'll agree with him. He says, and Wallman is nothing more than a third pairing defenseman. I, I, I'll buy that. Um, but I think, uh, I, but I I get the impression he doesn't care for Wallman, and I like Wallman. But yeah, I'll say Wall, yeah. Wallman to me is a perfect third pairing defenseman. Like, yeah. Yeah. yes, he is I, a third pairing defenseman, but that's who I want on my third pairing. Yeah, and I think I mean I think I think you know given the freedom to do what he can do, you know he's uh, he's offensive minded. I mean he's right. he's, a, he's he's one he's a one of the better uh, puck movers you know on the defense. So I mean, well not yeah, right. middle, you, better than most. You have you know you have a three or four game spell where he has to wind up eating up second second pairing minutes. It's probably going to be okay, right? It, but. Long term, yeah, I think right now he's he's a third pairing guy, um, and we'll stay that way. And I and I like I like Mikola too. And Theo says there's a reason why Mikola's getting more minutes now, and uh, why Wallman isn't playing. I mean, okay, yeah, that that surprised me early on in the season because I I like Mikola more than Wallman. And well, I Wallman think he got provides something the Blues need. He's a little more physical. He's great defensively. That's that's what the he's team bigger. needs. Yeah. So you have to play Mikola. I think with the way the I agree with you. I think with the with the way the the rest of the defense is and how small they are, um, and how uh, non uh, non physical they are in front of the net, um, I think Mikola is a guy that you almost have to play more. And I, I I was also surprised that he didn't get more time based on the makeup of the rest of the defense, you know, to kind of fill yeah. that void a little bit. So, I mean, he's a talented. He's a more. He's a he's a He's not. He's not as aggressive as Bertuzzo. He's also not as stupid. They're gonna take the penalties that Bertuzzo does. But he's, yeah. you know, he'll be. He'll be physical. I mean, he can play physical. He doesn't take any shit. I said it last season on a tweet early on. I said I think Nico Mikola is gonna have a great NHL career. And and in terms of great, I mean, he's going to stick around. He's gonna be here in fifteen years. He's not gonna that... both be blowing. You know blowing doors off in, in with, with goals or assists or anything like that, but he's going to be a steady, good defenseman in the NHL for many, many years to come. Well, you didn't, we'd say that a few years ago um, when he came up cup of coffee, we liked what we saw and disappeared. So um, <clears throat> after the blues tied it, Tampa Bay kind of cranked it up uh, a bit after Barbashev's goal. Uh, blues and, and the lightning, uh, well, the lightning actually had the best pressure they'd had, uh, since early in the game. Uh, and I think that I was kind of concerned that Tampa Bay was going to take the lead right back. Um, but uh, they didn't, you know, uh, Benton played strong and the Blues 
Uh, kept him mainly to the outside, even though he had his own time. Uh, Kairou had a chance on a breakaway, like he and, was and, shot out of a cannon. Yeah, I was, I was just going to add real, real quick with, with the, the Lightning players that that is where you can tell they're missing a, Stam, uh, a Stamkos, uh, a Kucherov, because they're not finding ways to work it into the middle. Um, and I... And I'm going to credit the Blues defense too, and say they they played really well after the 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 first. Uh, and and again, the the best the best defense is a great offense. The, the as the adage goes, they played great offense all game. Um, even you know right after the three zero start. So I love the way the Blues defense mm. played, but I think if you have a Stamkos, if you have a Kucherov, you have a Braden Point, all together it becomes increasingly harder to stop them from not scoring a goal late in that game. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Theo, oh, real quick. Theo said there's a reason Mikola is getting more minutes now. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. He says uh, w- uh, him and I disagree. He goes, we disagree because Wama was not playing well this season. <laughs> like, well, Mikola has played better, but I haven't disliked yeah. the way Wama's played, but okay. No, I think he's played fine personally. I prefer yeah. this for Walman over Scandella. Oh, yeah. Both, both of them. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. 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 I agree totally. You know, I, I think, you know, I, with the, the lineup that the, uh, the Lightning had out there last night, um, you know, we're not going to see that. Sam Coast is going to be back there. Vasilevsky's going to be in net tomorrow night. It's going to be a completely different game. Uh, if you go down 3 nothing early, um, it's, you're not coming back. Um, you know, it, I guarantee the you they're game. not going on three zero in the first five minutes. I guarantee you. <laughs> I I would hope not. I I would hope not. I'm I'm kind of I I would love to see a repeat of uh you know we the last time we had a home and home with the Lightning, um the first game was in Tampa and it was the nothing nothing game going into overtime and Braden. Shed oh yeah, score. that was great. Right? That was yeah. during that was during the the, the, the seventeen game streak, yeah. right? Yeah. So uh, I would love to see a repeat of that. Nothing nothing go into overtime uh, between Bennington and Vasilevsky. Inject that I into my veins. Love the yes, I love those games. I mean, so many people talk about how they love the high scoring games. They want more goals. That watch that game and tell me that wasn't the, one of the most exciting regular season games between a Western and Eastern, Eastern Conference team you've ever seen. It was really good. It was a really good game. That I I, I remember celebrating uh, louder for that game than I had for almost mm-hmm. any Eastern Conference opponent. I mean, come on. Yeah, so I think good. that was I think that was on my birthday. So I was, huh. yeah, I was all yeah. kinds of jazzed. So, but uh, but yeah, I, I, um, I believe you're right because I was uh, I had the big uh, Bill Day poster over the TV and I had candles under it and I remember uh, chanting Bill Day, Bill Day after the right. Blues won. So it was a big day. Right. Right. That's that's a requirement for everybody on Let's Go Blues Radio. So <laughs> true. Uh, Kairou had the, uh, I mentioned, uh, the chance on the breakaway, uh, after the blues tied it. Um, but like, it, I mean, he just bolted up the middle and got the pass and he was gone. It was like, I was like, Oh my God, that's Connor McDavid speed up the middle. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Um, but, uh, and, and then shot wide, I had the net, had, had Elliot beat, had him, le- uh, down leaning, uh, as he, as he cut left, but he shot it wide, right. Um, lots of good stuff in the third I- period. I call that the Maxime Afenigenov. For anybody who remembers that player, he was a guy 
would find ways to get open, and he should have been a 50-goal scorer, but he always found ways to miss the net or put it right in the goalie's yeah. belly. That was what happened there with Jordan Cairo. I think in the span yeah. of like uh, 30 seconds, we the, uh, after was it after Cairo's chance, then Shen came down uh, on a yeah kind of a two-on-one, but it was mostly Shen, left wing, um, had a chance, ba- almost in alone, uh, couldn't score. Uh, game goes to OT. Uh, Kairou takes a hooking penalty 46 min- uh, seconds in to overtime. Blues kill it off. Uh, don't get any shots in overtime. Uh, never get back to three on three, actually, because the, there was there were no stoppages. Well, they, they did, got back but, 12, but seconds. Oh, 12, 12 seconds. 12 seconds. Okay, 12 yeah, seconds. Right. Yeah. Whoop de doo. Let me yeah, let it, me ask it, you guys a a crazy overtime question. I saw this posted on Twitter today, and it actually intrigued me. So we all know that they love to like, okay, I don't I don't see what I like, so I'm gonna skate back to the neutral zone, reset, and that way we still got puck control. <sighs> I saw something today that I, I actually made me think, and I think I might be for it. Uh there should be a rule that when you have puck control, you're not allowed to bring it past the red line once you cross it. <sighs> I, I think s- I'm into that. I, I think saw I like that. it. What's, I saw that. what's the result? Is it a penalty or is it a defensive zone faceoff? I would have to say probably a penalty, right? What do you what do you say about I saw a suggestion no offsides in overtime? Oh, I don't like that. No. I mean, well, they, I mean then it's it's I mean it spreads things out. How how do you I mean it's it's already wide open. It's real it's already really wide open. I think if you take the offsides away, it becomes even more wide open. It becomes nuts. It would, but I think you'd also just get a guy cherry picking, and that's just not exciting to me. They just fire it down. He gets there, and I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'd have to see no, it. I think. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not advocating. I just I saw the suggestion, and it made me think about what that. Would I be like, like the idea of not crossing the center red line, though. Kind of like because uh, the NBA has that, right? Yeah, over where yeah. once you bring it over the mm-hmm. red line, you can't bring it back, and and I or maybe a shot clock. As crazy as that you, sounds, you, like you have to lose possession or have it knocked away for it to go back across center. That's the yeah. so it's a, it's it's, a, it's an official's uh, discretion as far as what's allowed back across center. So then that's a different issue. If there's a battle for it uh, right before center and then someone pokes it away or is it poked away or is it carried over, um, then there's a gray area. Then you got do you How have a view this? there? This is this is eccentric. Bill asked, "Is it a penalty? Is it a defensive zone faceoff? What if it's a penalty shot?" the other team oh god mm, that's, that's a little eccentric it is yeah. it's also it, really it, wild open wide open yeah i mean in and it would happen because guys are fatigued they're gonna, gonna make mental mistakes um you know i think that probably brings uh, a lot more of you know the official's discretion like on close plays did he you know did he cross it you know or was it just a fumbled puck what happens there um i mean it it's it's pretty crazy i mean hell try it out in the ahl see what happens you know <laughs> you know what's funny what's funny is that i uh i saw a comment that you know someone said three and three ot and nhl used to be amazing and then coaches found a way to fuck it up <laughs> yeah, by just yep. slowing yep. it down. That is, you know, that's exactly what coaches do, though. You, you that's enter the everything. zone. You enter the zone. If the play is not there, back it out. Come back to center. Reset. And I think part of it is, and they touched on this, I think, uh, in the game last night, uh, Tuesday, 
against the Lightning was that Butchergrass uh, hinted that the Blues might have been trying to bait the Lightning into making a change. So yeah. if you can, if yeah. you can pull, it, pull, it, pull it back, try and give him the change a guy, and maybe catch him, uh, catch him shorthanded a little bit. Uh, and what I get, and now, now that's a di- completely different aspect of it, um, which I'm sure is maybe the case with some, and sometimes when they do this. But man, if it's not boring as hell. Uh, one time the Blues had the puck for the majority of overtime, and they just kept, they, they go in the zone, and they back out. And they didn't have to. They didn't have. They weren't pressured to or nothing. But they back out, and then they and then uh, they lost in overtime. I forgot who was against, because uh, the other team just uh, stole the puck, attacked two on one, score. That was recent. Um, yes, just a few games ago. It was. I, I'm drawing a blank. I can't so, remember. But and that no, just pissed me off because the Blues about. had the puck for a long time and just never took it to the net. They never were aggressive in the in the offensive zone when they've got such talented forwards and it's three on three open ice. Press the issue a little bit. I mean, I'm not saying be wild was, and crazy. And it reckless. was the Predators. The predators. Was yes. yes. Yeah, you're right. And yep. like they just they just dicked around with it, and then they finally turned it over, and they had two on one, and they lost it. And it was just like, God damn it, you had the puck for like two minutes. So yeah, that that pissed me off. So and I, I just I, I I I tweeted about something about uh, tired of the Blues dicking I, around with I, it so much. I like Theo what he just said here. He says with the teams being on the long change, which is what they have for overtime now. Don't like the not crossing the red line thing. If they don't change ends, so it isn't the long change. I like the red line idea. I think you're right. I think yeah, that makes, I that think makes if sense. they do implement that, I think you do have to change the sides. I don't think they implement that though. I, I, that they're, I think this would have to go on for a while, and there have to be a lot of more complaining than there is. Although it has gotten bad late, lately, it seems like this season yeah. more than most. Uh, it's just like, oh my mm-hmm. god, you know, come on. Three and three used to be great. Now you guys are fucking it up. Um, in the, uh, shootouts, uh, O'Reilly scores the only goal for the blues and Bennington stops all three shooters for Tampa Bay blues win four to three back-to-back wins for the first time since October 23rd, 24th, which was the fourth and fifth wins for the season to start off five and oh. So that's how long it's been since um, the blues won back-to-back. Can I just say one more, one more thing about the shootout real quick? Yeah. Stop fucking using Tarasenko. <laughs> I can't stress that enough. It's not working. Please, Baruby, change it. Use Perunovic. Use Shen. Use Thomas. Anybody else? Thomas would Tarasenko pass it though. Not a shootout shooter. <laughs> Thomas would pass it. Pass it to third shooter. Yeah, yeah. Pass it, yeah. <laughs> no, is not a guy that can use in the shootout. And and again, I I don't know for certain. But I'm pretty sure even the Capitals don't use Ovechkin every time because he's not great in the shootout. Stop I mean, using yeah. him. I mean, Gretzky wasn't good on breakaways and shootouts. So I mean, well, they didn't have shootouts, but breakaways. I mean, hell, Peter Ring stopped uh, Wayne Gretzky. You know, Hall wasn't good on shoot, uh, breakaways either. Not really. No. So for whatever reason. No. No. <clears throat> um. Last thought on this game for me. Um, if, if you didn't notice if, I don't know if anybody paid attention, but Brian Elliott's mask, it's, it's awesome. Um, oh, yeah. I, I checked it out tonight. It's, it's a Felix pot fan tribute. I was just going to say it was a like lightning Potvin's motif. Mask. Yeah. Got it. It's, it's a got for goalie style. Um, I'm going to say it's my favorite mask I've seen on an opposing goalie this year. And I'm not a huge nice. fan of, of what the blues goalies are rocking. So. I, yeah, I, I haven't loved 
a blues goalie helmet for a while. Um, although I do appreciate Bennington's nod to Fuhr on his current helmet. I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't like the total implantation of the helmet, but I, 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 I do like what he tried to do. Um, oh, I like the uh, when Elliot paid homage Elliot. to Joseph. Curtis Joseph. Yeah, to the Joseph yep. mask that's over my and uh, pads. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, Brian Elliott might be my favorite goalie um, since Joseph. I just, mm-hmm. I, I, I like him. I just, uh, it was, uh, um, and last night, you know, and with with, with, the, with the mask, with the, the Potman throwback, just just cool little things like that. That uh, yeah, that's cool. You know, little throwback. Right. And he right. played and, fucking out of his he, mind for us. And he's not afraid to rock the dark pads, right? Right. And you know, you're. Uh, your friend of me, uh, friend of me of the show, Mike McKenna, since he's, he's said to show. have roasted Kurt. He's a friend um, of the show. He's a he big, friend big of fan of the show. dark pads. Let, let, let's address that though. The, uh, the roasting thing. Um, it was a conversation, uh, that I had, uh, uh, with someone about, um, how to improve, how to up scoring in the league. Because I said that my favorite air up was the, was when, Anything under a sub three goals against average was really good. So I, you know, if you had a three, three ten, you were a good goalie, and a two nine, two eight was like really, really good, right? So, uh, but that and two eight, two nine is terrible today. Um, so, and I said, well, to get back to that, you know, I think, I think some a size, uh, some of the goal equipment could be reduced in size, mainly the chest protectors and and, and whatnot. I thought was too big. Uh, or it seems bulkier because when you look at side by side goalies from today and and uh, you know from the eighties and early nineties, there, there's a substantial size size difference, and it seems to be in the chest area, uh, chest and shoulders, and arms. So I'm thinking, and, and with Bill uh, here, I would like to. I mean, uh, I know that you you not wearing NHL gear, but I mean. Your thoughts on and McKenna said there's not a lot of room for. Well, he did say that goal goal scoring is up, and I said I agree, it is up. But I said I like to go the extra step and have a couple of more. I'm a little greedy. Um, yeah. But a lot of people came back and said, "Well, you know, you want goalies getting hurt," and I was like, "Goal." And I think the main the main issue with what I said was what was that goaltending equipment being reduced in size is not going to sacrifice the safety of goaltenders. That was my point. And I said, I don't think goaltending si- the equipment size has ever really been an issue as far as goalies getting hurt. I think the increase in goalie equipment size was mostly, and correct me if I'm wrong, Bill was mostly for stopping the puck to take up more space. You know, hence the, the oversized jerseys, um, any, and Garth Snow is a, is an extreme example that the, the, the huge shoulder pads and chest country war. So anyway, I, that, that's what I was getting right. at. No, it's uh, before. But go ahead, Jeff. I was going to say before before Bill answers, I just want to say, Kurt, kudos to you for when you were trying to prove your point, uh, using Gary Simmons of the California Golden Seals <laughs> as your image from the seventies. That was beautiful. <laughs> well, it was a it was a found image, and I just I was like, wow, this. And it was a comparison. I'm like, oh, this is a good example. You know how 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 narrow the Loved equipment his was. Map. Yeah. So anyway, Gary, Gary Simmons is a, a cult hero in goalie Twitter, just so you know. So you got some cred there just for posting that. There you go. <laughs> anyway, Bill, go ahead. 
Um, no, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to side with McKenna here. Uh, they already regulated the size of equipment. They right? did. They, they, they took steps for it. I don't want to see it any smaller. Um, you know, I, I don't think that, I don't think that's necessary. I, the 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 position of goaltender has changed dramatically since I stopped playing and since I was coming up right you know when I was when I was you know a kid and I never went anywhere in the game but you know stand up goaltending was taught right then Patrick Waugh comes along revolutionizes the game with the butterfly style right popularizes the butterfly style and now the technical goaltending is has been all the rage since the early 2000s and yeah yeah equipment size did get you know all the cheating stuff that happened you know the the tying the the skate laces so that you're you would have the, you know, the kind of the flying squirrel suit look when you went down and spread out, you know, that, that was a, an Ed Belfort trick. Um, you know, that, that's, that's gone. Um, you know, you had, uh, there were several goalies that used a lot of, uh, cheating mechanisms. I know Joe, Jose Theodore was always targeted for that. Um, that's all been regulated out of the game. And just, I, I love the fact that how, how precise and technical goalies have gotten, um, that it's not the answer that to, to shrink the size of goaltending equipment. I, I don't, it's not the answer, right? Goalies have adopted and adapted, you know, and changed. And to me, as a goalie, I love seeing it. I don't want to necessarily say, you know, you've got to shrink the size of the chest protector or limit the size of jerseys and, and require them to wear some kind of a compression jersey or something. That just <laughs> that just doesn't make sense to me. I, I okay, have a question. It. I have a question, though. So, so okay. Um, if, if, okay, do you, do you think chest protectors, shoulder pads, goalies wear, could mm-hmm. be reduced in size without sacrificing safety. Because, um, I, because I think I think that was what riled up people when I said that. That's that was the main yeah. thing. And and whether or not you agree or disagree with, you know, if equipment should be shrunk, I think uh, a big part of it was uh People were, you know, because the shots are harder nowadays, which I get. And I said, I'm totally, uh, I'd love to scale back the stick tech. So everyone's not shooting 95 plus, you know, that's, that's fine by me. I I wouldn't mind that at all. Um, No, but but if that's a concern. I, I, I don't think it is that, that big concern. And I'll tell you as a goalie, I was always always scared to death of getting hit in, in the chest and stomach. Right. And, and so you'll never hear me say, Oh yeah, I, I think we should shrink it. Right. The, the Kevlar technology is so much better now. You know, you, you can just, you know, just put a piece of carbon fiber around them and they'll be fine. No, no, don't. I, you, you won't catch me saying that it, yeah. it's, Jason Miller has pointed out that, you know, the cheating has been cut out of the game already. Yeah. And actually I think, I think they said that the, the, the width of the goalie pads are narrower than what uh, 
like early nineties with Joseph and the blues used to wear the heat yeah. and stuff. Well, they, they were, so late nineties, definitely like Brodeur Brodeur, I think was, was one of those guys that wore the super wide pads and that, that was cracked but, down late nineties, early two thousands, but they are taller covering the entire thigh. Correct. I mean, they, they come, they come up higher because before, back um, in the day, back in the day, you have the kneecaps, but, right. And then, and, and the pants, when you always go down, even, that, even heights regulated. Right. But, but yeah, I mean, the, the, the pads that I've got out, the, the Guy bear pads that he wore, uh, during the Pan Am games that I have out there, you know, I, I would take stuff off the top of the knee all the time because that didn't happen. And that was before really the advent, like, you know, I would, I would sometimes wear volleyball knee pads on top of my knees to help with that, but not often. Um, so yeah, the the height of goaltending pads have increased, okay. but you're, so, you're not going to squeeze that many more goals because so, goalies are so technically proficient. Focus on other areas. I, I agree. I think goaltending has uh, come a long way since uh, the 70s, 80s, as far as uh, styles and how proficient they are in stopping the puck. Um, advances in equipment helped to some degree, and the equipment got bigger than smaller. Um, but if the NHL were to come to you and say, uh, we want to increase scoring somewhat, what do you do? I mean, if, if, if this is the NHL's, uh, uh, agenda, they want to increase scoring. Um, if, if decreasing the size of the goalie equipment, um, not so much the pads because the pads are narrower than they used to be or about the same size they used to be, um, my thinking was the chest protector, but whatever. So I, if it's not that or goaltending equipment, what would you, what would you, what do you, what would you do? Any, any ideas off the top of your head? Not to put you on the spot, but. Um, I, I've never been a proponent of making the nets bigger. No, me either. You know, that's, that's too gimmicky. Um, and I think we're about to see a hat trick goal, that has been celebrated, called back because of an offside challenge. So um, um, you lost your hat for nothing, dumbass. <laughs> your twenty five dollar hat. Who throws it? I mean, yeah. that's who the, you bring a spare yeah. painter's hat. Yeah, that's right. And, and Ian Walsh just waved it off. So, oh, you poor Edmonton fans. I wonder um, if players no. still get. I wonder if players still get all the hats that are thrown on the ice. Maybe not because of COVID and all this crap, but. Uh, Back in the day, I will say players used to get cause, those cause, hats because I'm a former member of the media. In you know, case is you guys that didn't right? Know. Oh. That's true. Um, six years Why ago, didn't you bring when I was that up before? There, I know, I know, right? I'm an asshole for never telling you guys this. Uh, I do know that up to six years ago, they were still getting the hats. Okay, I so. doubt that's the case now. Yeah, seriously, not, not this year, not not this year, not last. Yeah, probably. But, yeah, probably yeah. not with, recently, with COVID. Yeah, I'm saying as yeah. far as like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Because you probably got somebody who threw their mask out there, and that's just gonna, <laughs> you know. Oh, can you imagine? To, to, to me, that's gonna contaminate the whole lot. Someone throws the um, mask. Yeah, right. <laughs> but no, I, I think if you want to increase scoring, find more three on three and four on four opportunities, um, in, in the game. Like it, it's cut down on the, you know. It, Coaches with five, you know, five proficient NHL players at their disposal through the majority of the game are going to set up systems that stop goals from happening. 
right? That's, that's their main focus. It's easier to set up a defense than it is to consistently manage a good offense. Find ways to cut that down. And I'm not advocating I'm for, you know, 100% four on four play, but find more ways to implement it. I'm with Jason Miller in the chat. He says, please kill the offside challenge. I've, I've said this a million times. Kill the entire challenge. Why is the onus on the coaches? And, and the coaches are only using it, obviously, when there's a goal against their team. So all you're doing is killing goals. I don't think mm-hmm. that needs to be on the coaches. I think if there's going to be a challenge, it needs to be Why not? the NHL shooting down real quick and saying, yeah. hey, you guys yes. fucked that up. You should fix that. That's a great idea because that – and that's always – not always been, but like if they – you know, if Toronto sees a goal go across the line, right, that, that and play wasn't stopped, like it went in, came out, no one saw it, play keeps going – and Toronto will call and say, hey, blow the whistle. You know, stop the play. It's right. a goal. The Barbashev goal off the camera against the Hawks. Yes, right. Yeah, the yeah. same thing. And uh, and I think that's a good idea to just, just do that with all 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 goals, review zone entries before the goal, and uh, make sure they're on. And, then, and that's a league thing, right? I, I get that. And if, it, and if it's offside, then stop play and call it back. That's that's them borrowing from the NFL, which I, I don't like. I don't like that one bit. I think in hockey it needs to be, let's just get the call right. And if it's not caught by the time the puck's dropped, too fucking bad. You know, that's just how the that's game not much, goes. That's not much time. It's like 30 seconds. That's fine. Or a minute. That creates more goals, doesn't it? Yeah, no, I, it does. And I, I agree with you, but I just, I think... I think it it might be basically if it's not egregious, don't call the fucking goal back. Who cares? Or or it's part of the game or part of the limit. game is human error. Like after a goal is scored, the league has a minute and a half, you know, before face off. I don't and even then, think you need that much, honestly. Maybe they maybe they just need to go ahead from Toronto. Say yeah. Because the way the way that I used to see it back when you know, because I remember there was a goal. I mean, not the Matt Shin with. Colorado goal when he was like 20 feet offside offside. but I remember yeah yeah. yeah, I remember when there was a goal scored against the Blues years and years and years ago where they showed the replay and it was like okay that guy's way offside but it was just like I I wasn't mad it was before the coaches challenge it was like oh well the fucking the officials can't catch all of that I mean Jesus like you're expecting them to catch like when there's one skate offside and not straddling the line like i was okay with it because it was just like well shit happens like it's human error they can only see well they only call what they see like i i just don't understand why there's such a huge call now for we've got to get this 100 percent correct to me it's about human error it's part of the game well i guess i guess i'm on an yeah. island then with the uh with the gold equipment stuff I guess McKenna disagrees with me. Bill disagrees with me. I guess I'm all of my lonesome. Yeah, find find a goalie who isn't selling his own brand of streamlined chest protectors, and well, they're going to yeah. disagree with you. I I think I think if you can make the chest protector and elbow pads uh, and arm pads and shoulder pads uh, smaller without sacrificing safety, I think that should be done. But that's that's just me, I guess. Um, I, and of course, safety is the main concern. Obviously I don't want to reduce the equipment size. It's going to, you know, result in more injuries. That's dumb. But uh, anyway, 
33 shots apiece for the, both teams in this game. Both teams won for three in the power play. Uh, hits and blocks were pretty even. Lose on the faceoff battle, 53 to 48 percent. Um, and Scandella had the least amount of ice time amongst defensemen, 11.56. So that was uh, that was good to see. Proper <laughs> utilization. Seven. Yeah. Uh, Blues play Tampa Bay again in Tampa Bay on Thursday night. Tampa is seven three and two at home and have won three in a row at home and five of six. Blues are five four and two on the road and have lost four straight on the road. Uh, they're due, right? Uh, then Florida in back to back games, but uh, so it's a rough, rough four games. Uh, a split, I think, in these four would be fine. Uh, good, impressive. Florida has cooled off a tad since Quinville resigned in, in disgrace. They're eight four and three with a goal differential of plus three. Uh, since his uh, uh, resigning uh, after their 7-0 and start where they had a goal differential of plus 18 over that span. So uh, Florida not playing quite as good. Still good. 8-4-3 and three is uh, is still pretty good. Uh, and I think they're still in first place in the division as well. So, Yeah. Yeah, yeah they they made some great offseason moves. Sam Reinhardt looks like an absolute sniper now playing there. So not not looking forward to those games. It'll be fun, though. Should be. Hopefully. Hopefully it's fun. Hopefully they play well. This could be a turning point in the blue season, right? Oh, they won three out of four against Florida and Tampa Bay. Uh, we'll uh, talk about ESPN and ESPN Plus's coverage, the likes and some likes and dislikes, I guess. Um, and Boston forward Jake DeBrusque has requested a trade, and the Blues have been rumored to be uh, interested in him before. So we'll talk about that after this word from Center Ice Brewery. Center Ice Brewery is St. Louis's only hockey-themed brew house. Stop on in during the next game to experience the ultimate hockey fan brewery while sampling various hockey-inspired beers, such as Old Arena Lager, the Beauty IPA, the Rotating Pale Ale Series, or seasonal offerings such as their Imperial Stout, their Lime Sherbet Sour, and much more. While you're there enjoying any number of their fantastic beverages, you can admire the bar top and tables made of authentic arena wood and the actual penalty box door from the old barn. Located at 3126 Olive Street in Midtown St. Louis, it's one of the best places to watch a Blues game, or any game. Visit centericebrewery.com today to schedule a no-contact curbside pickup or make a reservation in the tap room. Center Ice Brewery. Let's go Blues. Please drink responsibly. Uh, so ESPN and ESPN Plus's coverage. Um, so far this season, we're 22 games in for the Blues. Uh, Butchie Gross and uh, AJ who have been uh, on the call the past two games. The Blues have been on ESPN Plus. Now, thoughts on ESPN, ESPN Plus? Uh, now that we're over a quarter of the way into the season, guys, what do you? Uh, what do you I I love Butchie Gross as a as a as a as a as a in studio person. Let's say I love him. He's great. He's funny. And and uh, Bill, I think you said this. I don't remember if you said it during the show or before when we were talking. He's really polished his game since the last time as a as a play by play guy uh, since the last time the blue or the NHL was on ESPN. But not a fan of him still as play by play. I think he needs to be in the in studio guy. Steve Levy has been in studio. I like Steve Levy on the call. I always thought he was great play by play. So let's flop those two. Get Bouchagross where he's talking with the the Hall of Famers they have on the panel. And, uh, yeah, I, as far as Butch Cross goes, not a fan uh, as far as play-by-play, but I will say with AJ, I said this on Twitter last night, 
I think she has really improved her game from last season with NBC Sports. She's really impressed me, had some great insight, and um, was a big fan of hers last night. And uh, I, and Emily Kaplan too. I've always been a big fan of hers too. So, um, right. but yeah, I'd, I'd like to see a switch at the play-by-play helm. Yeah, um, I, uh, I'm, I'm not, uh, not, uh, yeah, I, I like Butchergrass, uh, even doing play by play. I, I think he, he really has upped his game, uh, doing the college game for, uh, for several years while ESPN didn't have, uh, the pro game. Um, you know, I, I, it might have been a gimmick or two while he was, you know, the NHL tonight guy for him to get in the booth. But, uh, I think back then though, they also had Jack Edwards was, uh, was one of the, the rare, um, you know, when Gary Thorne wasn't calling a game, Jack Edwards would pick up some games for, or I think he was in ESPN, uh, talent back then. Um, and never want to hear him call a game ever again at this point, but, I like him. I, I like the energy he brings. Uh, I, I like the, um, you know, yeah, he's, he's made some, you know, some mistakes and, uh, Hey, he owned, he owned the big one, right? Craig Bennington. The end of the game. Yeah. Right. A- end of the game last night. And he refers to Jordan Bennington as Craig twice. Uh, in twice. homage. Right? Well, it's an homage, right? He's, he's a nineties guy, Craig Billington. Billington. Yeah. Right. The Ottawa senators, New Jersey devils goaltender from the nineties. I, I forgive him for that. I mean, Gary Thorne used to not be able to make a differentiation between Pavel Dimitra and Scott young, right? He would just see an eight That's on true. the back and he would always say it's Scott young. Right. Mm-hmm. And it, it used to drive me nuts. Um, so, but I, I, I'd forgive him for it. I mean, Doc Emmerich didn't always get names a hundred percent correct, but I, I don't know. I, I like the energy he brings I, and you know, it, it's sometimes, you know, people refer to Stamkos as Kevin Stamkos too. Just the way true. it works. And Steve Bushnevich. <laughs> and Steve Bushnevich. <laughs> Which is what is wrong with you, Kurt? I don't know. I have no idea. I, I, yeah, I, I just for those, put, those put, wondering, <laughs> that was a total inside joke with Kevin Stamkos. Uh, in our outline tonight, Kurt put in the uh, talking about Stamkos not playing, Kevin Stamkos not in the lineup for the Tampa yeah. Bay Lightning. And I'm like, he's never been in the lineup for the Tampa <laughs> Bay Lightning. Who the hell is that? Right. Yeah, I don't know. It was brain fart things. You just you write down a name. Oh, Kevin Stamkos. Yeah, that sounds right. And I'm like, I'm, and you, you, Bill called me out on it. I'm like, I don't know what the hell I was thinking. Kevin Stamkos. Sure. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. It's just, I mean, you, you put these outlines together and you, you hear go through so many names and just stuff blurs together. I don't know. And you, you're, 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 you're thinking someone else's name and then you kind of merge the two when you're talking to someone else and it's just, it happens. I don't know. Um, Were they get a Kevin McAllister when you probably. said it? Probably, yeah, Home Alone, right? <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't. Uh, I'm probably more in between you guys on the uh, on Butcher Gross and play by play. I don't, I don't, I don't think he's very good, but I don't hate him either. It's kind of like I just, I think I'd, I, I, I uh, bring back Gary Thorne for me. I'd rather. I, I, he's what is 110 years old. Who cares? Bring him back. I'm a. I love Butcher Goss, though. I do. I mean, great hockey guy. He oh, probably as he, a person. Yes, oh, you'd probably. I mean, yeah. Especially if you want, you know, uh, to get hit on via text. I mean, that's the guy that you want <laughs> to to interact with, right? 
um, which I hadn't heard about until recently. Uh, his whole, the whole sexual harassment scandal at ESPN when he was like, I didn't hear. I I don't know anything about this. This is yeah, the first I'm hearing from you. Yeah, this was a number of years ago. Uh, somebody was a, a fairly new a female at ESPN, and uh, they were apparently hitting it off at work, and texts were exchanged, and you know, he sends her a shirtless pic of himself, and uh, you know, nice you know, some innuendos and things were said and uh, implied and. Um, and then he apologized later. I think, I think he just, I kind of, I mean, I don't want to be an apologist for this because, you know, it, it's, it was obviously, you know, inappropriate, but, uh, I did see the text, you know, I went online to some research to find you know, places publish this stuff. And, uh, it seemed like she was very, you know, playing along with it, laughing along, having a good time, you know, friend thing. Like they were kind of like flirting with each other, but apparently not. So it was, he either, he either, he was either actually sexually harassing her or he just misinterpreted what uh, was going on there. And uh, I think she ended up leaving ESPN and nothing happened with him, I don't think. Um, so, but anyway, hmm. <laughs> uh, I like Butcher Gross as a, as a hockey guy. I think he'd be a great guy to talk hockey with at a bar. My God, you know, watching the game. Um, that'd be cool. Yeah, uh, did, did you see the, the pic he posted? They went to Cafe Napoli yes. the other night. Um, him and Pang. Was him and Pang? there? Him and Pang um, and, it was uh, uh, in uh, Tim Peel and yes. um, and uh, Emily Kaplan was there. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, pretty cool. I, I didn't see AJ in the picture, but who wouldn't have wanted to be there and talk hockey with that group? Right. So I'm. So as far as the play by play stuff goes, you know, I I think it could be better. I think I think Butcher Gross needs work. Maybe it gets better. Um, but uh, I I do like yeah. his quips. His uh, his comedy, uh, his body parts thing, the organs thing he was doing in the last game was kind of funny uh, against Tampa Bay. So that was kind of that was interesting. Um, but uh, as far as ESPN, ESPN Plus goes, otherwise, you know, I hate the ESPN exclusive, the the Plus exclusivity to the to these games. Uh, the the last mm-hmm. two, that sucks. I mean, I, I, I you know, and 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 also me flipping around on ESPN or ESPN two on random nights during the week and the evening, never stumbling across a hockey game. I've never stumbled across a hockey game on ESPN. I've always had to like look and see when the games are on and what channel they're on and then seek them out when they're on. I'm never just flipping around and just happen to go across ESPN and just see a game on, which is I think what you were excited about Jeff before the season started when ESPN was announced as the, uh, the, provider for games was that uh, more more eyes on hockey more more casual fans getting in the game more exposure uh, i do I, still think that's happening i wonder if they're getting that though because from my have and, you and have my personal have experience doesn't apply to center yes have you watched sports center yes i have I yeah have. i but, but i have covered, not in but, years but and covering, i've been watching sports center lately and i feel like they have they have been showing more hockey clubs. they have they have but but Showing clips for hockey is one thing, but actually having the product on your station when people are just tuning in randomly, like sports fans would do with ESPN, like I did as a kid, just, hey, what's on ESPN? Try it on. Put it on. Um, and and to not come across a hockey game, I don't think they've had, you know, everything, a lot of stuff's been on ESPN Plus, everything, actually. So that's nice. I get, I love that part of it. But I, I, I wish they would have some more games on ESPN. I just, and, and ESPN too. Um, just and and maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just missing them, and maybe other people are having a different experience. But uh, from yeah. from what I've seen, I I haven't stumbled across games like I'd expect 
I expected people to maybe do. Yeah. Now, I, I think it's all about, you know, at this point, I, I, I don't in, you know, for me, I don't have time to flip around TV. Like if I'm going to watch something, I'm going to watch it on purpose. And so that way having the delivery through the ESPN plus app, um, I actually, at this point, I'll tell you what, I prefer it because I, for the blues games, if I try to watch it on delay, when they're on Valley sports, Midwest, I have to rely on the spectrum DVR, the cloud DVR and it Unreliable. Sucks. Yeah, it it's does. awful. I have not been able to watch a single fucking game on delay this year and it drives me nuts. I've complained several times, not like they're going to do anything about it because, you know, it, who cares? They've, you know, there, there is no competition in the local market space. So when the games are on ESPN plus, I'm happy. I, I can, I like, I, I was at the concert last night. I saw part of the first period while waiting to not get a table at one of my favorite local <laughs> establishments and not center ice brewery. I, we should have gone there and just had some food delivered would have been mm. perfect. Um, but yeah, so I, I caught some of the first period, didn't get to watch the rest of the game until tonight. It was on ESPN plus. I was able to watch it on demand. I was able to fast forward through it without any problems, without it resetting. So yeah, I, the, it's, uh, it's all about personal preference. I think Theo in the YouTube chat said, uh, hi, Kurt, welcome to how ESPN treats hockey like they've done before. Uh, this was a discussion we had before the season started about, uh, this, I mean, my experience, uh, this season has uh, not quite been what I feared might happen before the season started as far as ESPN kind of uh, uh, pushing hockey back. Um, I have seen more stuff on SportsCenter uh, than way more stuff actually than they had in previous years when they almost ignored hockey, to be honest. Right. Um, but uh, but I, I, I still find myself, you know, wanting them to do a better job with coverage. I think they, they have a lot of programming and I, you know, I, I get ratings and stuff. They they do what they get ratings for. I get it. But as a hockey fan, you know, I I, I want to see more hockey. And if, and and if it's a if it's a ratings thing, then why are you doing it? Why you let somebody else have it? Um, right. you know, put put more games on. Right. And and I'll say, like, you know, Theo is is on a rant against ESPN. <laughs> right. And and it's everything he says is true. I don't watch ESPN because I don't care about most of their content. I watch. ESPN plus because I can catch some soccer games. I can catch, you know, hockey games on there. Now I'm excited that they have that as an outlet over NHL.tv. I could give a shit less what Stephen A. Smith thinks about anything. <laughs> I don't need his opinion on hockey, right? He's not who I go to for an opinion on hockey. If I want to, he's, an the, he's on one of the last hockey, people I go to opinion on hockey. <laughs> right. I, you know, I, I, you was know, he the one that, that called opinion, out Connor McDavid for not uh, leading the Oilers in the playoffs? Yes. Last year. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Think and it so. was like, yeah, he needs to shut really up. don't understand how hockey works. He needs to, he needs to shut up. Right. Well, he, he compared right. to Brian, I, he compared I, to Michael Jordan, meaning one player can win an entire series for you. You know, yeah. unless you're a goaltender, it's not going to happen. So, yeah, no, I, I, I don't need that from ESPN. I want them to provide the content in a meaningful and informative, you know, uh, uh, format. I I like what ESPN's doing as far as in-game graphics. You know, I the, it was kind of absurd last night watching the game. They flashed a thing uh, about Jordan Cairo, a random stat about Cairo, but it was an infographic and it said 360th in the NHL. And I'm like, 
okay. NBCSN would never have put that up. I forget exactly what the stat was. Maybe it's meaningless, but I like the fact that they've got at least somebody doing research to support what's going on in the game and getting it up in a timely manner. I, I'm, you know, I am on board with their game presentation at this point. I could care less about everything else. I'm never going to watch PTI. I don't give a shit about that. But that's just me. I, I liked NHL TV more than ESPN Plus, and I'll tell you why. Um, little things um, like the interface as far as fast-forwarding, pausing, and things. With ESPN Plus, when you fast-forward, your screen freezes at where you started to fast-forward. And then the, you see the little bar go across. Where, and how the fuck am I supposed to know where I am at in the game? How do I know where to stop? It, it, it depends on your interface. I have not had that. Like I, when you I've fast been, forward, it does it. It, it, it shows you the game as you go. Yeah, I, really? I was watching. Yeah, I have uh, as part of my deal with the devil to go back to Spectrum. Uh, they gave me an Apple TV, and that's that's how I've been using it. Yeah, I hate the remote, but it works seamlessly. So, on Charter, on on the Spectrum app, it's terrible. It, I fast well, forward, it resets to the beginning of the game. But for ESPN Plus, it doesn't do that. Well, when, okay, so I use the app, my Samsung TV upstairs. Uh, I, that's the, the two times the Blues have been exclusive on ESPN Plus. I've paused, you know, to do whatever and then come back and fast forward to the commercials or whatever. Uh, it, 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 that's, that's the interface I was using was the Samsung TV's uh, ESPN Plus app so you're telling me that if i choose a different app it might be different correct well i'm gonna test this out <laughs> I, I, can... I don't know how it'll work on a roku um i haven't tried that we have two rokus in the house but on my apple tv device it works seamlessly okay so i'm on the roku now let's see what happens oh, i'm about to start Well, come on, come on, come on. Well, this is riveting. <laughs> anyway, I'll 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 do it later. Although that's two and a half hours in, Kurt tries to figure out how Roku works. It's I'm, I'm, I'm fast forwarding. Radio. I'm fast forwarding. That should game. that should be the name of the episode. Two and a half hours in, Kurt figures out how to use the Roku. It doesn't. It does the same thing. The yeah. Roku app. The Roku app pauses right where I started fast forwarding. And I can't see the progress. I can't see where I'm at yeah. in the game. It's I see the I see the the time, but I don't see the actual physical gameplay to know when to yeah. stop it. Yeah. So that's that's how thing. the Spectrum app works for me on on the Apple TV device. Okay. ESPN Plus is different. It's just you know it's a problem that you know when you have different apps on different platforms that are you know ESPN is going to develop their app for Apple, right? That they're big players. Theo's having um, the same issue. Big, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Cellular still has. It's annoying. Well, and, and then pay an extra 10 bucks a month, I think it is. I'll tell to you. have what. an Apple TV 4K given to you by Spectrum or I'll leased I'll to you. I'll tell you what. Uh, Apple, uh, ESPN Plus was 60 bucks. It's a fucking bargain uh, mm -hmm. to watch all the games mm -hmm. um, minus blackouts. Fantastic. I, I get it for free as part of my. Uh, cell phone provider package. Okay, so. well, even better. Um, and yeah. people like to package it with Disney Plus. Fifty bucks. Disney Plus right. and Hulu, you can package with that. 
I mean, it's a, it's a, it's even That's less than. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's a fantastic buy. I mean, cause it, cause it was 120 bucks or so with the NHL TV, 130 bucks, which I thought was fine. I was, I was fine with paying that. But, uh, but you know but, what I don't have? I have I have all of that. I have ESPN Plus, Hulu, and yeah, you know, and uh, Disney Plus. What I don't have is the time to enjoy anything on it. That's that's really my problem. Hmm. Uh, let's see what else. Um, Boston forward Jake DeBrusque requested a trade. You guys interested? Eh. I don't, again, I don't, I, mean, I, I mentioned it on Twitter. I don't think the blues need offense. They need defense. Well, here's the deal. What if, yeah. what if, what if Tarasenko wants to go there? Would you package deal coming back? Depends eh, on what the package yeah, is, but I, sure. Yeah. I mean, you've got to have a stud defenseman in there too. I, I think that Jake DeBrusque's, um ship sailed when Sanford left. Like if, if you're looking for a one for one trade um, for, you know, players that need uh, to go elsewhere, to be better. Um, I, I think that would have been a better deal. I think the blues probably have to give something else up in that deal. Um, but once Sanford was gone, you know, not that I think that Logan Brown's necessarily going to be, you know, uh, the, a shoe in replacement for, for even what Sanford brought, but, ah, uh, no, no. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it, it depends on what, you know, you'd have to give to get him. So that's, I mean, I, if it's a, if it's a Tarasenko trade, I don't think I'd want to do that. Um, unless you got more, like you said, more coming back. I, and like, and, yeah. And like you said, I, I, I really would like to see the blues hang on to Tarasenko, uh, and maybe try to acquire some other way, uh, a stud stay home defenseman, whoever that may be. Um, it was nice when it was kind of better about in the preseason with the off season, with uh, was it Mayfield for uh, the Islanders and uh, Tarasenko going mm-hmm. there? Maybe that'd have been kind of cool. Um, that'd been like exactly what the Blues want and need, I think, uh, on defense. But uh, but I agree. I think I think if they're going to make a move, it'd be nice to get a defenseman. But that might not come until you know trade deadline. So we'll see. Speaking of rapid fire hockey tidbits, which is what we're basically in now. Did you guys see Austin Matthews uh, raised enough money to where he actually shaved his uh, mustache off? I saw he shaved it. Yeah, it was funny and because he had he had, he had the, gets a hat trick. He had the mustache yeah. picture, and then the picture next to him, he had a shaved mustache holding the dog. And somebody said, "I'm trying to wrap my head around uh, not thinking that the dog was the mustache." <laughs> yeah, right. How he's holding the dog, and it's like, oh, here's the mustache. It's in my hands. It's a dog. <laughs> It's weird seeing him because you know he's he's had a mustache now for years, so yeah, seeing him seeing him play tonight against the Avalanche, which he, yeah, like Bill said, got a hat trick, looks crazy. It's weird to be- see him without a mustache. He looks better without yeah. it. He, he, the, he, I don't, I didn't like that style mustache that he was rocking. It was kind of it was I, I, people made fun of it. I mean, he probably did too, especially. Yeah, especially with the the prematurely thinning hair he's got going on, it it, it was yeah. very um, Chester vibe going on. Yeah, it looks much better without it. And same thing with uh, Thornton and his when he shaved in the off season uh, with his daughter. That picture of like he's got the full beard and everything. All of a sudden, snaps his fingers, it's gone, and his daughter's there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think, oh, he looks he looks fifteen years younger, you know, without that that uh, beard. And he looks better without it. But I'm not anti beard by any means. I just I think in those two particular cases, I, I like them better without. But 
Not that they care what I think. Uh, rapid fire tidbits from the NHL. Um, Montreal fires uh, Mark Bergevin as GM and uh, his staff, essentially. And I'm glad Bill is here because... Uh, uh, I was going to say, uh, Kurt, Kurt, pass it on to me first. Okay, Jeff, uh, what do you think of the... Uh, I have no comment. <laughs> I'm going to hold my comments so Bill Day can take up my time. Bill, <laughs> would you like to give uh, your uh, 18 cents on uh, the firing of Mark Bergevin and his staff? About fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I've, I've, uh, I, I never liked, um, he brought success there last year, but it took so much to get there and it really took veteran leadership in the room that left as soon as they could. Right. I mean, I'm not saying that, uh, Carrie price, you know, going to rehab was, was him running away from this team. He is that team. Um, but Shea Weber, you know, that guy gave his heart and soul last year, uh, for his one shot. And now, you know, he'll be lucky if he ever plays another NHL game, uh, with, with as much mileage as he put on his body. Um, but you know, Philip Deneau couldn't wait to get out of there. Uh, Corey Perry, you know, he's, he wants one more cup. So he's, he's of course going to go to the team that knocked him out. Um, I, I think way too much stock was was put on on the youth of that team. I, I believe in Suzuki. I believe in Caulfield, um, but the the roster mismanagement o- over the years, um, and and for me, honestly, it, it did start with the the Subban thing, right? To me, it was always Bergevin didn't want a bigger ego in the room than him. And, and he, he got rid of Subban. Um, and, and that was, that was not, not that Subban turned out to be, uh, you know, repeat Norris winner after he left, but I think Subban in Montreal is a better story than Subban going to Nashville and then on to New Jersey. Um, I, I think something would have happened with him on that team. Um, I, I'm, not convinced that Mark Bergevin really is ever had the goods to deliver. They, they came so surprisingly close last year, um, but it was a shock and, you know, his time was done. Um, you know, the, him getting pantsed by the hurricane this off season um, and really, you know, the whole Sebastian Ajo offer sheet coming back to bite him in the ass the writing was on the wall then I'm surprised that he was given a chance to start the season. Um, what I expect is that, um, you know, he, he probably was already talking about replacing Dom Ducharme because it was a surprise change last year with the firing of Claude Julien late in the year. Um, you know, I, I think that he, he was probably already kicking her out of the idea of getting rid of Ducharme and going with somebody else. And, you know, at, at this point, Jeff Molson had no other option but to say, uh, we've changed coaches quite a bit. And it's, you know, you got some results last year. You're not going to get them again. It's time to move on. Um, well, and the fact that Jeff Molson yeah. still, he's still paying the last two coaches still, right? Right. Right. You're not going to make that change again. Um, maybe you do when you bring in the next guy. Um, who the next guy is going to be. Uh, I know a lot. Uh, I've seen speculation that it should be Patrick Waugh. Um, uh, 
one of the you know one of uh, my big Montreal Twitter follows uh, that that I've been a fan of uh, his hockey opinion is uh, the original Burns and and he's he tweeted the other day about you're only going to write this ship when you bring uh, you know bring in Patrick Waugh as the GM. Maybe that's the case. Um, I think, you know, if, if Wild learned his lesson from his time in Colorado, give him a shot. I, I would love to see it. He's my all-time favorite Canadian. I, I would love to see him be the guy that gets Montreal over over the hump. Um, again, yeah, Bergey got him close last year. It's not going to happen again. The magic's not there. Caulfield had to spend a stint this year. Like everybody was putting so much money on Caulfield being the answer and he couldn't buy a goal, got sent to Laval and he's made it back, but way too much expectation. Um, and with all the, the talent that the team hemorrhaged um, with, without adequate replacement. Yeah. It, yep. It's, I was, it was I was time. one of those guys, Bill. I, I drafted Cole Caulfield like the sixth round this year and yeah. seeing him, fall apart early on i'm like well god damn it fire bergevin because i'm pissed off they're coming uh, up on 30 years since uh the last cup right it's 93 yep so 93 so yeah it'll be a long time for montreal yeah they're a long time that's a long time for canada right because that was the last cup that canada won right so and it's it's insane that, that it's been that long. Um, but the reality of it, it's probably the economics of the NHL. Um, the, you know, the, all of the labor changes that have occurred have occurred since then. And they have all really tended to favor the, the American dollar. So um, I think there's a lot to it with that. At some point, a Canadian team's going to break through um, more than likely it's, it's going to be the, uh, the Oilers, um, with uh, Leafs the fans just went, there. fuck you. <laughs> hey, I'm a Canadian. Yeah, get fan, past though. the first round first. <laughs> right, you have to get past the first round, and I don't know. Uh, Toronto is a regular season juggernaut right right now. Uh, I'm not going to argue with that. Um, the Canadians aren't going to make the playoffs this year, um, so. You know, I'm not going to talk shit about how good Toronto is at the present, but win around and then we'll talk. Um, I, I think the Oilers are probably the, the closest team. Calgary might be somebody's going to surprise one year, right? And last year, I thought it was Montreal. I thought Montreal was going to be the team nobody expected, and here they come and they win the cup. Um, but that magic's gone. Not going to happen again. Uh, time to move on from Bergevin. Um, you know, I. You know, he he did not get implicated, even though he was part of uh, the the Chicago uh, team uh, in the the Kyle Beach scandal. He wasn't implicated, um, but I'm sure that didn't help. Um, you know, any anything, you know, in in terms of his his popularity in the uh, you know the the Montreal ownership circles uh, with Jeff Molson. Um, yeah, they're here a week from Saturday. Um, I have not uh, yet secured tickets, but more than likely I'll be there. Um, and I'm, I'm hoping by then they've they've made a decision uh, long term on who's going to be the GM. Um, but yeah, this this is definitely not going to uh, 
they're not going to repeat what they did uh, last year for, for a while, but build around Suzuki. Um, he's, he's the guy for the future to me. Um, you've got some, some pretty strong talent coming up. Um, you know, at some point you're going to have to find a real replacement for Carey Price. Um, you know, uh, he's, he, he might have one run left in him after last year. Um, and you know, if he, if, if he got things straightened out with his, his stint in, um, you know, the, the NHL support program. Is he, but, is he, I mean, I haven't heard anything about him he hasn't, making a return. There's no, no data. He's, he's back with the team. Um, so he's completed the program. Um, but, um, Jake Allen's still the number one guy there, or it was, um, I honestly, I've watched two games for the Canadians this year. Um, now that Bergevin's gone, that's likely to increase, but yeah, I'm, I, I was so down with, uh, how poorly the, the team was managed after this last off season, all the talent they hemorrhaged and, you know, their, their lack of really you know, good answers for replacement. Um, yeah. I'm glad he's gone. Uh, moving on to uh, Brandon Lemieux, suspended for biting Brady Kachuk. A little bit of a local <clears throat> interest there. Uh, had an in-person hearing on Tuesday, I guess five games. He and his father, Claude Lemieux, became the uh, first father and son duo to be suspended for biting in the NHL. So. First and likely only ever, in my <laughs> yeah. opinion. Did, did I you, think did, in all of human existence, no. they will be the only two people who will be suspended for that. Wait, well, depends. Does Brad Marchand have a kid that could make it? Is, <laughs> did he get suspended for that, or did he? he did not. No, he got off. He did licking. not. He, got off. he did not get suspended for licking. No, he. I think he got a fine, but he did not get suspended. Hmm. Which post COVID. He gets suspended now, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. Brad Marchand oh, gets suspended. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, no, this this is. I, by the way, did you guys see the tweet posted of uh, Gilbert Gottfried on Cameo? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's funny. Reading the comments from, uh, as he called him, Brady Tukachuk. Yeah. Um, just wonderful. Whoever that guy is that paid for him to do that. <laughs> You are a hero, sir. Congratulations on being a hero. Did you see the NHL player safety video for this incident? Explaining the breaking it down and explaining why they decided what they did. You know how they how they narrate no. it, you know? Okay. Uh you know they, they they they'll show the video and they'll pause it and they'll say, This is hooking. This is you know, this is slew footing. This is a dangerous way. It's funny because the, at the point in the video, they'll pause and say, This is biting. <laughs> 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 I was like, ah, that's pretty funny. It's not something you hear every day. Uh, yep, that uh that 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 is uh and it's so funny because you know, I think it was last night they showed a clip of uh Claude Lemieux and Keith Kachuk fighting. And it's like, here's Brandon Lemieux and Brady Kachuk fighting. And it's mm-hmm. like there's going to be a day in 20 years where I don't know, uh uh Cody Lemieux and Travis Kachuk are going to be fighting. You know, it's it feels like that's just a rivalry that's going to continue forever. I wish you would have gone with a an idiocracy reference. Frito Lemieux, 
Feed all of you Mountain Dew Kachuk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, the Evander Kane saga. Sharks put him on waivers. Uh, he cleared. Um, but he said he will not be traveling or playing with the Sharks affiliate, the Barracuda, which is interesting. And then, which we talked about earlier on the show, um, Jeff, you mentioned that on the Instagram there was a video of Evander Kane pointing a gun at Anna Kane, is it right? Is his wife or ex-wife? I think or it's she Anna. Is? Yeah. Anna Kane. So, jeez. Uh, which, a, there's yeah. a video and, of him pointing a gun at her, but there's somebody taking the video. So who else was there? Is it like an, inside of a building video. or is it inside of a house? or where, is it? I think outside? it was in their house. Yeah. So um, Kane's agent posted a letter that he's written about it tonight and said that it was from a, like he, he prefaces the, the letter in his tweet as a professional photo shoot from 2020. Oh, so it was a stage thing. Yeah. That's weird. That's what they say. Yeah. And then it's, you know, a complete, uh, character, uh, assassination of his wife. So ex-wife soon to be ex-wife. Well, it's she, all about a custody hearing. Yeah, well, and he, well, he has custody. He gained custody because she was. She, I mean, apparently, I, I, I don't have it in front of me, but the, that there was a decision that came down the courts that the, she, essentially she has to go through therapy and and crap, and 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 they yeah. they gave Evander Kane custody of their of their daughter. So, if Evander Kane's getting custody of your daughter after trial, you know you're. You're kind of screwed up person <laughs> for mm-hmm. for Andrew Kane to get the custody. Um, uh, and uh, during a Vegas Knights game, a woman took off her prosthetic leg to beat a fan with it. And yes, there is video of this moment. <laughs> I didn't uh, hear about this. It's on Twitter. If you just Vegas Knights prosthetic leg, uh, it's pretty fantastic. Game. It is. Uh, yeah, she just she's turned around yelling at like she she's swinging and then she's like oh yeah got this prosthetic leg (laughs) and she just like reaches down and pulls it off and just starts swinging that something tells me that she has done this before (laughs) it came off in a hurry yeah Yeah. that was just interesting so Vegas Knights fans that's a dang it (laughs) yeah that's something else uh, Theo, I hadn't heard of this. What prosthetic leg beating? Yeah, um, do a. I'll here. I'll do this. I'll I'll copy the Twitter link that's got the video that I have in here in the notes. I'll put in the. Uh, there you go. There you go, Theo. Oh, found it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's yep. absurd. Fantastic. It's, it's, it's fantastic. Jason Miller, uh, crappy goalie in the chat, says uh, whether the video was staged or not, talking about Kane, yeah. why would any team risk anything for Evander Kane? And that's, that's what I've been saying. I've been seeing people like uh, somebody posted, I think it was something on the Hockey Writers that was like, you know, I think it was like why the Canucks should go get Evander Kane. And I'm like, no, no, stay away from him. I'll tell why you why. Any, why would anyone go and get him? I'll tell you why, because he can play. I mean, I'm not but saying not, that... But, but he can't play. No, no. The NHL's what, not going to allow him to play. What I'm saying is, is that if if he's allowed on the ice, he can play. I mean, he can, he's a good player. Um, he put up good numbers. I mean, he, he will help your team, but the problem is he's a he's a, he's a a cancer. Don't, I mean, it's, just, it's don't awful. Don't get me wrong. In fact, don't get me wrong. Like, 
Anthony D'Angelo, as far as we've seen in Carolina, he's worked out. Now he's injured, but or actually, I think he's on COVID protocol. But um, surprise, surprise, piece, piece of shit. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. We all know it. But uh, it's like the guy is is a dumbass. He's a bigot. But like, I see teams willing to at least give him a chance because he can play. Same thing with Evander. Evander is a good player, but the only issue is I don't see the reward out. Out. Re- what's the word I'm looking for? I don't see the risk outweighing <laughs> the reward right. with Evander Kane. I don't see that at all because he is such a liability off the rink in the locker room. It's just not worth it. I I I, I agree with you, but I think I but the fact that he is a good player is why some teams would go after him. And it's, it's, it's a, I wouldn't do it. I don't want him here. Not a chance no. in hell. Um, no. But no, some teams might. No. Um, just real quick. Uh, I just noticed what's on TNT right now. Post, post game. It's the road to winter classic. It's already started. Yeah. 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 It was on, it was on Wednesday um, after the yeah. game. And uh, just tonight. Oh, yeah, right. Sorry. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's Thursday, well, actually. It's, Jeff. it's it's uh, technically Thursday now. Yeah. So, uh, for some reason, I was thinking. It was yeah, that's a that's a bad time. I remember them saying that. Oh, it's after the the game, and I'm like, wait a minute, they got the late game on Wednesday. Yeah. Like it's weird yep. they're debuting it now, but hopefully they'll replay it. Oh, it'll hopefully be all day tomorrow. It, it should be on on demand too. I'd imagine on your cable yeah. network, uh, your on demand services for TNT should be on demand. I would hope. Or and sure it's on. It might be on YouTube too. We'll see. Yeah. Oh, okay. This is a long show. We're some three hours here. Good lord. Yeah, um, very much so. Let's get out of dodge. Uh, uh, th- uh, support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by ID Life, the world's only truly, truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA. Visit rockin'thatidlife.com for more information. That's rockin'thatidlife.com and get 10% off by texting Dustin at 636-393-8745 and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. And by Center Ice Brewery, St. Louis's only uh, hockey-themed brewery. Visit centericebrewery.com today to schedule a no-contact curbside pickup or to make a reservation in the tap room located at 3126 Olive Street in Midtown St. Louis. It's one of the best places to watch a blues game. That's centericebrewery.com. Please drink responsibly. That'll wrap up episode 12 of season 10 of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. Thanks for listening, and thanks to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the live show. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. For Jeff Ponder and Bill Day, I'm Kurt Price. Until next time, everyone, please get vaccinated and let's go blues. Let's go blues. Let's go blues. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanus Board at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again. Well... There's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues, have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one, now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. 
boobs are on the ice tonight again. They're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friends.